Uh, good morning. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Apologies, we're a couple minutes late, and I don't think we're up yet on audio. I don't know the details. I wasn't informed until 10 a.m. So hopefully that'll get fixed. I hope. I hope a lot of things, though. I've had a lot of hopes. At some point, I just sort of say, eh, it will or it won't. Those are the options. Nothing else we can do. Confident as well. Are you? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. We got that going for us. And with that and a nickel, we'd have a nickel. Coming up on the program there. we got a busy show today. Uh, a few minutes, our friend Sal Palantonio from ESPN. He will be doing Ravens Dolphins for ESPN Radio on Sunday. And I presume that means he'll be uh, doing lots of TV hits as well throughout the course of the day from the game. Also, this morning, we will go down to Nashville, catch up with Maryland wide receiver Ty Felton as they get ready for the Music City Bowl against Auburn. Then, uh, speaking of Maryland, they get back to action in hoops tonight. Patrick Stevens will join us. We'll try to uh, decipher whatever we can from Maryland's win out at UCLA. We haven't spoke about it much on the show this week. One, because UCLA is not good. Two, I... I don't know if I, to me the biggest takeaway was right now Maryland's path to winning seems to be Jameer Young totally goes effing off, no other paths. But we'll talk to Patrick Stevens about that a little bit later on. Also, we'll make our picks with our buddy Ken Zalis, and we'll wrap the show today by catching up with uh, the great Tommy Davidson, comic legend who's spending his New Year's weekend here in Baltimore at the Baltimore Comedy Factory. Um, remember, Tommy Davidson once told us that. He had a, someone die in an audience when he did a show in Baltimore. And I always, like, that story's crazy, but then I'm like, it's not really funny. It's a very difficult story to talk about. But um, we'll talk to Tommy Davidson this morning as well. So a lot to do on a Thursday edition of the program. Today's show is brought to you by, well, this one's brought to you by the Green Turtle. Griffin, why don't you tell everybody what's going on at the Green Turtle today? Well, over at the Green Turtle, they have the uh, free $10 bet going on right now at the uh, Green Turtle Sportsbook in Towson and Canton, or both. You can check out both of them. Get some uh, great food, enjoy the game day excitement, uh, and uh, get a free $10 bet every Thursday at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook, Sportsbook in Towson and Canton. So be sure to check those outs. And did, did you lose your sheet? Yeah, I'm not sure where yeah, they That's a uh, bit of a problem. Are. It is a bit of a problem. That's a, more than a bit of a problem. Things are going well around yeah, yeah. here. Things are really, we are firing on all cylinders. I always say it's good to go ahead and get rid of the perfect game early. Because if you get rid of the perfect game early, then you can't be disappointed when you lose the perfect game later. But the point later. is. Uh, I mean, that is, at one of the points is, yes, go to the Green Turtle. I get that. But another one of the points is, what's going on? I don't know. Well, who's, who's responsible for it? Probably me. Yeah. I would say that the executive producer of the program would be the one that's responsible for it. Now, silly me, can we tighten the ship up a little bit? I, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Again, you say you're for it, but you're the one who controls it. So can we tighten it up? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. 
Um, as far as what happened yesterday is concerned, I you know I don't know what to make of the Ravens injury report. As they pointed out, they didn't really do a full practice because they did play Monday night and they didn't get back until early Tuesday morning. So they just kind of did a walkthrough. It's still not good news that whatever the practice was, Kyle Hamilton wasn't on the field for it. Now, does that mean that we know with certainty that there's a, a problem for Kyle? No, it doesn't mean that. It's it's just not good you would have preferred to have seen that Kyle Hamilton was practicing immediately that would have been preferable I I hope that changes as they do a real practice today and that Kyle Hamilton gets back out there that's the biggest story obviously of the week I know that Zay Flowers didn't practice yesterday either but considering we know of nothing significant involving Zay Flowers that presumably is just an estimation of, hey, we would have given the day off just because we're coming back from playing a game on Monday night. That doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Kevin Zeitler not practicing is also noteworthy. Maybe not quite as much as Kyle Hamilton, but you know we have to be honest, Kevin Zeitler's been uh, outstanding this season. So it's concerning that Kevin Zeitler wasn't on the field either. John Harbaugh downplayed all of the injuries after the game on Monday night suggested that nothing was serious, but there's a big difference between, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity and nothing serious, which could mean we don't think anybody's out for the season, versus the risk that some of these guys might miss the next game, which, as we continue to talk about, is the biggest game of the season. So... Good morning, everyone on audio. By the way. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we can. Glad. Glad to have you joining us. Nice to have you on board. Griff, Griffin can't find his reads. That's what you've missed so far. Griffin lost the commercials he's supposed to be doing, which is a bit of a problem. I don't think we love to missed anything else. We're talking about the injuries. Um, Patrick McCary, you know, being on the field, I guess, is a good sign. Um, although you, it's weird because it doesn't give you clarity about whether or not he's out of concussion protocol, being limited. Uh, coming off a concussion is sort of a weird, like you you would seem either you're cleared or you're not. So I don't know what to make of that. But you continue to monitor that the next couple of days. The Kyle Hamilton thing, massive. We remember the Ravens' problems in the secondary a year ago when they faced the Dolphins. Of course, Kyle Hamilton was on the field for that, but I just don't think he was quite ready. He wasn't quite Kyle Hamilton just yet. We feel significantly different about him at this point in his career than we did at that point. Dolphins, of course, um, were missing a bunch of guys in practice yesterday as well. They seem to be not quite as concerned about a couple of them. Like, it seems like they believe Raheem Mostert is going to be just fine and is going to practice, so there is that. But Jalen Waddell, we still don't know about, and we will continue to watch that. And I do think that makes a significant difference going into Sunday's game. So those are the things you're kind of monitoring as you get ready for Ravens-Dolphins. It was interesting, um, last night we were over at 105.7 The Fan, and the topic that we were getting into was about this, this, this concern, hey, after all the emotional energy that was spent last week, are the Ravens able to get to that same level emotionally that they need to be for what, again, is the more important of the two games this week? And I got a response this morning that I thought was interesting from our friend uh, Antonio Jones. So as a Ravens fan who lives outside of the state, Ravens fans and media uniquely finding ways to be worried every week, it's got to be exhausting. 
Exciting game Sunday. I think national and local media knows this team is the best, which is why they face so much pressure to be perfect. I don't think it's about uniquely finding ways to be worried. Maybe for some people it is. Maybe for some people it's perpetual, right? Like, I, I just always live in a state of panic. I've talked before about, like, there's some there's some level of being a Virgo that always makes you believe there's an amount of impending doom. I thought, you know, Drew, his interesting thought of, hey, it's just been too easy. It doesn't It doesn't feel like... Super Bowl teams go through this easily. And I think that maybe you're just remembering what the Ravens have gone through the two times that you've, they've won the Super Bowl, which uniquely, one, they went five weeks without scoring a touchdown, and then the other, they completely fell apart late in the season and had to fire their offensive coordinator before turning around to win a Super Bowl. The Ravens uniquely, the two times they've won the Super Bowl, have not come in on lengthy win streaks where they were clicking on you know all cylinders, Anything along those lines. But that doesn't mean that other teams that have won the Super Bowl haven't. But as I said to Antonio, I don't think it's about uniquely finding reasons to be worried. To me, it's about appreciating the difficulty of what they're doing. What they're doing is remarkable. And it's why, like earlier in the week, we had the conversation about why I think we need to be giving more credit to John Harbaugh, for example. What they're doing is incredible. What they're doing is amazing. And if you take it for granted or assume that they just roll a football out, then I don't think you can give the appreciation to how difficult it is. Every week presents a new, interesting, difficult challenge. When you bring up how many... 500 or better teams the Ravens have defeated this season, if that makes you assume that the next one is just going to be easy, I don't think you can fully appreciate this. Because I don't think you recognize how difficult it is to consistently perform at this level in the NFL. It's remarkable. It's amazing. And the moment you just say, well, I just think this team is that much better than everybody else, and so they're just supposed to win all of these games, I think you lose sight. It's not that easy. I think that's what happened to Mike Florio last week. If what he said was genuine. Then he just sort of watched the 49ers and said, boy, they just make it look so easy. Which was, if true, absurd. I mean, it is. And I said that yesterday. It's absurd to think that the 49ers or any NFL team could just easily roll through anyone they face. We have watched this league for far too long. You could say that the 49ers appeared to have an advantage because they still have a quarterback that they haven't had to pay, and so they've been able to put together more talent around on that roster. But it's never this easy. There's been, in modern football, one team that went through a regular season undefeated and zero teams in modern football that have gone through a regular season and postseason undefeated. The notion that anyone is just determinedly, definitively better or best and is always going to win is absurd. Nonsense. Even as we say today, the Ravens are the best team in the NFL at the moment, what I said last week is you don't get a banner for that. You acknowledge that it's the fact at the moment. 
but it can change tomorrow. The competition level is too close. You don't get to face Chattanooga next week. You don't get to face whatever FCS program you want to schedule. Every week, it's nuts. And just even being the best team doesn't really matter. A couple of weeks ago, the Eagles were definitively the best team in football. How did that work out for them? Which, by the way, doesn't mean they couldn't still turn around and win a Super Bowl. So to say it's uniquely finding reasons to be worried or ways to be worried each week? No, it's that's the NFL. The competition is the reason why you're worried each week. Because the other teams are really effing good. Because as good as the 49ers appeared to be, and be fair, they appeared to be barn burners. They appeared to be on a different level. But they had to turn around and face the Baltimore Ravens. And now the Ravens have to turn around and face Tyreek Hill, who is arguably playing the best of any player at their position all season. A run game that has been outstanding and a defense that has not gotten nearly enough credit and a quarterback who's very, very good. And they have a lot to play for too. And they perhaps feel disrespected. They perhaps feel like they've been the best team and they feel like they have a chip on their shoulder and they shouldn't be underdogs and they feel all of the same things that the Ravens felt last week. And they've got an emotional chip on their shoulder. And that's what you have to go face now. After you had to fly back on a Tuesday morning, weren't able to have a full practice on a Wednesday, and now you got to turn around and do that on a Sunday. And it's the totality of it for the season. Again, recognizing how difficult it is what the Ravens have done this year, recognizes they've had to go to London and then back home and then go to Arizona and back home and then go back to L.A. and then back home and then come back to San Francisco and back and play night games and play third. You have to recognize how difficult it is to do this. It's crazy. If you take it for granted or just assume, well, they're just the best. They're just going to win every game. You're detached from reality. This is extraordinarily difficult. That said, when I ask the question, are you at all concerned? To me, it's not, I'm panicked about it. It's not, I don't think there's any chance that they can be prepared. The things that were brought up yesterday by... Derek Rackley, I think, are relevant. You look at the veterans on this team. You look at the Kyle Van Noys, the Javion Clownies, the guys that have never won before and are playing extraordinarily good football and the focus that they're giving this team, and you say, I don't think there's a world where they're going to look past the Miami Dolphins or believe that they are so much better than everybody else that they don't have to get up for each game. I don't think that's the case. I think the totality of the ask can be a lot. Add in injuries. Add in again. On top of everything else I just mentioned, oh, and you're also doing it without your top two running backs, and two of your three best running backs, and one of the three best tight ends in all of football, among others. It's a lot. It's extraordinarily difficult. 
And without recognizing that, you can't fully appreciate it. If you just think it's easy, then you're, you've lost sight. Yeah, I mean, you really have. You can't possibly be having the appreciation of what the Ravens are doing this season that you should. Do I think they're going to win on Sunday? I think there's a better than 50-50 chance. I, I like their chances. But do I think it's a fait accompli? Do I think that you just roll the ball out and they get to win every game they play? I think that's nonsense. I think to just assume that everything will always work out is crazy and detached from reality. But I appreciate the message because it certainly got me thinking this morning. It certainly made me go somewhere. Is everything okay over there? You're checked out on the show. Yeah. No, We've talked about this before. You got to be involved I mean, in the I'm, You're not. Don't. Don't defend. Just say, hey, man, sorry, my bad. Okay. You're right. It's you're a, right. It's you're very right. easy. If it's a millennial thing, whatever it is to be defensive, I understand. But it's okay to just say, you're right, my bad, all good, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sometimes we got to do this. I, I'd like to do it during commercial break. We're not taking a commercial break. So sometimes we got to do it on the air. And when we're doing other things, it just makes me think there's something else going on. So that's, a, that's, that's, that's the reality of it. Hi, it's Glenn Clark Radio. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, I have one other that I wanted to quickly respond to. This was from Dan. Dan said... What I appreciate about the conversation that you've been having this week is that you recognize how good the Dolphins are and don't just try to be dismissive of them because, for example, they haven't always won games against good teams. The Dolphins are a very formidable opponent. I think the Dolphins are an extraordinarily formidable opponent. I think they're in- incredibly good. I-, I don't know how anybody who follows the Ravens could watch what happened the last time the Ravens played the Dolphins and try to belittle the Miami Dolphins. It's insanity. This is extremely difficult. This man will be in Baltimore, and I know that he always loves spending time here in Baltimore. He's going to be on the call for ESPN Radio, and you'll, of course, see him throughout the day on ESPN. He is our friend, Mr. Sal Palantonio, and he is with us once again here on GCR. Sal, it's Glenn. I hope you and your family have been having a great holiday season. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, as always. Yeah, I don't know why they put Christmas in the middle of the football season, but they just do. <laughs> so we work we work around it. <laughs> but, Amen. yeah, we, we obviously had a great time. And, you know, things have uh, evolved. In the Palantonio household, I used to have little kids. Now they're all grown up, and they do their own thing, and I kind of join them when I can. I, I appreciate that. How old are your kids now, Sal? Yeah, they're all uh, married with children. So, oh, wow. Uh, we see the grandchildren. Yeah, we see we see the grandchildren, and uh, my wife does all the heavy lifting. I just show up and, uh, <laughs> you know, sit down at the dinner table and take all the credit. <laughs> hey, man, that is the good life. That is when you know you have it well. It's always great to hear from you, sir. I really appreciate it. 
Um, what we saw from the Ravens last week obviously was remarkable, right? Like, there's no way around it. That was one of the defining performances of the entire NFL season, what they did on Monday night. I, I, the question that I've asked, and I don't ask it in a leading way, I don't think that the answer is yes, but is there any concern that a team that put together that and was so emotionally invested, as we saw after the game, how emotionally invested they were, that they are that there's a there's reason to wonder if they're ready to turn around for what is maybe an even more important task that's ahead of them this Sunday. I don't know of any team in literally the 30 years that I've been covering the NFL that had to go on the road and play the number one seed in the NFC on Christmas night, mm-hmm. then turn around on a short week and play one of the top two teams in the AFC and have the AFC number one seed on the line. Uh, I just have never seen this before. It is one of the toughest challenges I've ever seen any team undertake. I think, I think the Ravens, however, are about as tough minded a football team as you could possibly have. Uh, I just love the way, Guys like Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen and Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, approach this this team and, and this season. They've had some they've had some coffee spills along the way. The Cleveland Browns sure. game, the Pittsburgh game, but you know they have regathered themselves and they've just stuck to their plan and stuck to what they do, and it's really paying off. I think the quote of the year, I literally. Glenn, I think the quote of the year, you know, I'm a reporter, first and foremost. I, I'm telling stories to people. That's what I do. I don't try to judge. I just try to tell the story. But the quote of the year for me is, we play a brand of football that people don't yeah. want to play. Yeah. This was after Said the Joe Patrick Burrow injury, after right? The game. Yeah. No, no. This oh, was this on, week, right. This was right. I was thinking of what Roquan said after Joe Burrow got it. Now I know exactly what you're talking It was this week. You're 100% right, Sal. Glenn, focus on me, baby. My Come fault. On, baby. My focus fault, my friend. We're, we're, we're playing this week in pro football. Come on now. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is after the game in San yep. Francisco on the podium. Two players go to the podium. And everything the Ravens do is on purpose. Everything. A lot of teams will trot out the head coach first. John Harbaugh does not go to the podium first on purpose. He wants his players to take the credit. He wants his players to have the first say and define what they did in the game. That's the way Harbaugh does it. That's the way Chad Steele and Patrick Gleason and that PR staff, Marisol Renner, the whole group, that's the way they handle it. So Patrick Queen is the second one up after Lamar Jackson, and he says, mm-hmm. we play a brand of football that people don't want to play. Everybody wants to be out here cute, playing basketball on grass and stuff. We ain't with all that. You can do all that stuff. We're just going to go hit you in the mouth every play, honestly, period, paragraph. Now, that is the quote of the year. I, I, it is, and I think it's defining about who the Ravens are. And it's funny, Sal, because I do think that there are people that are still struggling with, you know, it's not the most maybe beautiful, it's not uh, the greatest show on turf, it's not the the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs of a couple of years ago. It's, I, I don't know that we've seen this team football brand 
be what dominates the NFL the way the Ravens are playing this team football brand this season. And I still think there are people that are struggling to accept that this is the way to win a Super Bowl this year. But it, it is remarkably – Monday night to me was the perfect example of – Early on, the offense a little bit skittish, and so the defense says, okay, cool, we got you, no worries. We'll keep you in it for a little bit, and you can go take over after that. This, the team football thing the Ravens are doing is one of the more remarkable things I've seen in the history of this franchise. And what Patrick Queen said, and you're exactly right, Cliff, and what Patrick Queen said was not only a review of what happened in San Francisco, it was a prelude to the Dolphins coming in. The Dolphins have the best offense in pre-snap motion in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Ravens have the best defense in (laughs) post-snap motion and disguise in the NFL. (laughs) This is the chess match. Mike McDaniel versus Mike McDonald. This is the chess match. Pre-snap motion versus post-snap motion and disguise. If you watch our show, the NFL matchup show, We have done this all year. We have talked about what Mike McDonald has done defensively in order to confuse quarterbacks, to get after quarterbacks. You can go down the list. There's six or eight quarterbacks that have been injured playing the Ravens this year. A lot. Yep. And they get after the quarterback because they do such a good job of confusing them. As Ron Jaworski used to say, renting space in their mind after they after the snap, and that's what the Ravens do. I'm not trying to belittle Mike McDonald. It looks a lot like what Rex Ryan has done in his career, and I think Mike has probably borrowed a lot of the concepts of what. But you know, Rex had Ray, uh, uh, and you know, I, I covered both of those Super Bowl runs, as you know. Yep. This team has two linebackers that are phenomenal with speed and smarts and ferocity in Smith and Queen. So this is a really interesting matchup to me. And the other thing, too, is, Glenn, and when people want to not accept what the Ravens are, the Dolphins are number one in points scored, 30.9 per game. The Ravens are fourth. They're they're in the top five at 27.8. That's significant. So, and it's, it's part of the reason why I think yes. Lamar is worthy of MVP conversation, despite the fact that somebody would say, well, he's not having nearly as good of a year as he had in 2019 statistically. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what that how – how do you watch this team and not see what Lamar Jackson is doing and understand that he's the definition of the word valuable? Yeah, I, I don't really want to get into like a total – argument slash discussion about MVP because I think it go a lot of different ways, but Lamar Jackson is the odds on favorite to win it for a reason. Yep. If I had a vote, I would vote for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Actually, actually my number two guy, this is going to shock you is Baker Mayfield. Wow. Without, well, Baker Mayfield has 26 touchdown passes and only eight interceptions. If I, you just want to compare that to Lamar, I get Lamar's it. got 19, seven. I get it. They're, they're, the passer rating is only one point difference. Lamar's at 97-2, Baker's at 96-2. But the point is that the definition of valuable, Lamar to the Ravens and Baker Mayfield to the Bucks, is not dissimilar. So, I mean, 
I mean, but I would vote for Lamar over Baker, but I think Baker should be in the conversation. That's but that's not near here nor there. Yeah, right. I think the the thing that the thing is that, you know, how do you cover Tyreek Hill in this game? And how do you account for Lamar Jackson as a runner and a passer? And those are the two things that both of these defensive coordinators, Fangio and McDonald, have to figure out in this game. And if you know, you know your numbers. I know you know this number, but I'll repeat it because I want to repeat it to your audience. Lamar Jackson is 90% completion percent when throwing on the run this year. So absurd. It's just so absurd. That's sick. I, I love That's sick. It's nuts. That's crazy. It's, it's nuts. We get to watch that every week. We are blessed in this town. Sal Palantonio with us here on GCR. Sal, if I could go back for a second, because you brought up John Harbaugh early in this, and, and you know the, the life of a, a head coach in football, right? Like, everybody loves to, to knock you when something goes wrong, and nobody ever wants to, like, give you credit. And to me, I, I, I don't, you know, whatever, coach of the year, I don't really care about that type of stuff, but... I think this has been a masterpiece this season from John Harbaugh. I think this has been the thing that we learned about John Harbaugh a couple years in where he shifted from he came in and you know was was kind of putting his stamp on this team to becoming more of a player's coach. The 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 way that he has understood this group of guys and has connected with them and has been in tune with them and what they're trying to do and the veterans on this team this, to me, has been an absolute master class this season from a head coach in making it work and understanding and appreciating his guys. I, it's something that I can't define with a statistic, but just watching it and seeing it and talking to the guys on this team about it, I don't know that John Harbaugh, while Lamar deserves credit and Mike McDonald deserves credit, I don't know that John Harbaugh is getting enough credit for this season. Well, that's an interesting take. That would not be my take. Um, I, I think John Harbaugh's role is important. Um, he has an ego without, you know, generating a whole lot of ego into the game. Uh, I think he's proud, but he listens to people around him. Uh, and he's obviously put a lot of faith in his defensive coordinator and his quarterback. After the loss in Pittsburgh, I was very down on the team. You and I talked on the air yep. about it. All those drops, that loss in Pittsburgh, I thought, was really a wake-up call to the team. And that's where I think really John Harbaugh earned his money this year. I mean, he stayed loyal. He stayed tough with his group. They went back to some basics. Um I think after that loss was key. The loss to Cleveland was a really a slap in the face because there's no way you should lose at home to the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson being partially injured during the game. Mm-hmm. That that is inexplicable and inexcusable. But they've come back and they've showed their mettle and they've showed their resilience, and that comes from Harbaugh. So I would agree with you. But they've had a couple of missteps along the 100%. way. 100%. So I wouldn't, call, I, I wouldn't call it Picasso or Rembrandt or okay. anything like that. <laughs> I, I would say, you know, this, is more, this has been sort of like uh, a TV show with some ups and downs this year. And, you know, some players have bailed him out. And uh, the way Kyle Hamilton, 
I mean, you oh, go down insane. the list on defense. Yeah, it's I mean, insane. it's been the way the resilience of Kyle Hamilton. He's been injured and he's played so great, so smart, so heady. Um, you know, you got great scheme, but you have great players on defense to interpret that scheme. And and perhaps to allow that scheme. To, you, you brought up the linebackers earlier, but Kyle Ham, like Kyle Hamilton took a snap at defensive tackle last week. Like it's it is nuts what Mike McDonald and Kyle Hamilton are doing together. Um, it is it is truly insane. Um, it's it, very it's very Buddy Ryan Rex Ryan like. Yeah. everybody is everywhere all at once, and you can't. It's like that movie, you, and you can't account for anybody at any time because you never know what they're going to do. And, you know, all the numbers point in the direction of this being uh, just an unbelievable game. The Dolphins and the Ravens are both 10-5 and five against the spread this year. Both. That's tied for the best record in the NFL. Um, they have really – these two teams have played above their skis in big moments. And um, – I, I just think this is a great, great matchup of strength against strength. South Palantonio, we can't wait to, to see you on Sunday. We can't wait to hear you on the ESPN radio broadcast and, as always, the matchup show. And we truly appreciate every time you take a, a few minutes for us, man. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for hopping on, and we'll see you here on Sunday, all right? Hey, Glenn, when I saw that I was going to M&T Bank Stadium on New Year's Eve weekend to cover this game, I knew my life was complete for the 2023 <laughs> season. I could declare victory. I don't have to do anything else this year. This is it. This, well, is, this is it. Hopefully we'll be seeing more of you in January and maybe out in Vegas in February. Always appreciate you, Sal. Thanks so much, man. Yes, sir. Sal Palantonio from ESPN with us here on GCR. Always appreciate him taking the time for us. Today's show is also brought to you by Project Game Day. Speaking of... Ravens-Dolphins following the game on Sunday. Flip over to Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. For Project Game Day, it's brought to you by A.J. Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Myself, Rita, Femi, KZ, Stecka, Josh Charles, Stan Char- the whole crew. We're always with you for Project Game Day after every game day this season. So come join us following Ravens-Dolphins on Sunday for Project Game Day. Um, some interesting thoughts from Sal. I do, you know, I'm not trying to say that John Harbaugh, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying John Harbaugh has been perfect this season. And we all know there's been challenge issues, things like that. To me, it's just the other side of it. The other aspect of it is the part to me that's been remarkable and we don't give him enough credit for, which is the leader of men thing. We kind of laugh about it when we talk about it. Yeah, he's a leader of men. That matters. And this year, I think it's mattered significantly. All right, let's switch gears. Uh, Coming up this Saturday down in Nashville, it's the Music City Bowl. Maryland taking on Auburn. Let's head down to Nashville now. We will check in with Maryland wide receiver Ty Felton, who is with us this morning here on GCR. Ty, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the, the time for us. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I, do I hear music in the like? I guess it's Nashville. There almost has to be music in the background, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in a I'm in a hotel lobby right now, so you're hearing a lot of music. Oh, right dude, I I heard you guys were staying at the Gaylord. If no one, okay, for people that have never been to the Gaylord in Nashville, and I've been there a few times for the baseball meetings over the years. 
can you explain yes, like what a monstrous it's like a it's it's its own city within a city right. well in the hotel actually on my balcony I can, there's an indoor water park a big old water it's park nuts. that's uh, one of the things that yeah I just really on my hotel balcony stuff I can just go in my hotel room, go right outside, and the water park's right there. And they said it's the biggest hotel in the United States, so Dude. it's definitely uh, one of the craziest hotels I've been in in my life. It really <laughs> is. If people have, you got to go see the people. There's a Gaylord, of course, at National Harbor here locally, but like it's 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 like that on steroids in Nashville. It's insane. Right. This place where <laughs> yeah, you guys 100%. are. Staying. That's cool, man. Um, Ty, just how has the Nashville thing been? I know you guys were able to go out a little bit the other night, and there have been some activities already. Um, not to take anything away from other bowl games that you played in, uh, but Nashville, kind of a, maybe a, a cooler location for going and doing this. I think it's definitely a cool location. Uh, on the strip, on the little Broadway strip that we were on yesterday, there's actually a lot of people, big music, good vibes. It's, uh, it's a good vibe all around. So it's just, uh, and New Year's is coming up, so uh, one of the um, transparent people was telling us how big it is when New Year's comes and stuff like that. So it's definitely a, it's a very fun spot to be around. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Ty, I, I know that for you guys it's been a big deal winning bowl games the last couple of years, right? Like, it, it's, it's mattered. A lot of people ask about bowl games, like, hey, how much do these guys really care? I think it's pretty clear from your guys' efforts, like, you guys really care about winning bowl games. Yes, sir, 100%. Uh, it's always uh, finishing strong. That's one of the main things Coach emphasizes. And, and this is our last game, so we got to finish strong, like, just like we did in the start. Ty, Ty Felton is with us here on GCR. Ty, you know, we, we're in an era, of course, where, you know, it's opportunities for guys to go elsewhere, to do other things, to think about whether the grass is greener somewhere else. You have an exceptional season, and you're kind of – it seems like you've remained committed, and you've said, this is where I want to be. Can you take me through why it's different for you and why you've said, hey, when I decided to come to Maryland, I meant I wanted to be there for the entirety of my college career? Right. Well, coming out of high school, uh, Coach Locke, he showed me a lot of loyalty and a lot of praise for me. Uh, when I kind of, I, I hit a wall. Adversity, uh, I had torn my ACL in high school and I had lost a few offers. So that loyalty that he showed me, I had to show it back to him. So that's why I'm so committed to this program because what, uh, what they showed me, me and my family as going through the process. You you guys went through some difficulty this season, right? Like, I, I there were some losses that I know you guys didn't want to take, and obviously some of those games where you had opportunities to, to, to make a huge statement where you came up, like, just this, this close to pulling off stunning upsets. How did you guys rally after going through a difficult losing streak? How did you guys rally and say, we're not going to let this thing get away from us, and we're going to make sure we're going to get the wins at the end of the season that we need to go bowling? I think it's very important to stay together. Uh, no matter what adversity you hit, uh, you can learn from it, you can grow from it. So we just learned to stay together and realize that we have more games to play. We can't let one game kind of uh, take a toll on the rest of the season. So we uh, kind of emphasize just finishing strong and just keep going on to the next week and keep fighting and keep pushing so we can get away. You guys obviously are going to have a different uh, quarterback under center. Not that you're not used to Billy, right? Like he's played a lot <laughs> over the last couple of years. Right. Um, he's, so, he's been like the short yardage specialist on top of the fact that he started a couple of games. What, what would you right. tell people about, like, Billy and maybe what we haven't seen from him yet? Like, that what you know, when, if you only think of him as the guy that's going to come in and get you a yard or plunge the ball into the end zone when you're at the one-yard line, what would you tell people right. about what Billy's going to bring to the table on Saturday? So, actually, I, I've known Billy for a long time. Me and Billy are from the same area. We played high school together. We played high school against each other, played seven-on-seven seven together. So, I've been knowing Billy for around seven or eight years. And one thing I'll say, uh, you're going to see a lot of slag from Billy. Uh, he's a – He's a huge swag guy. You wouldn't know. He tried to stay low-key, but you're going to see him play freely and have a lot of swag. You're going to have a lot of fun out there. So I can't wait to uh, 
go out there and compete with him. When you get, when when like I saw that video of like him, you know, you're saying, "Hey, Billy's going to be the quarterback for the game." You guys did seem hype, and I don't want to take anything away from Leah, who I know has meant so much to so many people. But it seems like there's been a special relationship, despite the fact that he hasn't played as much that you guys have shared with Billy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the coaches did a very good job of just making sure Billy's been working with us on the field as well. But Billy's just a good person as well, so we're all friends with Billy. Um, all the QBs and receivers and linemen usually get together during the week and on weekends, so we're all very friendly with each other. We're like best friends, so it's not – it's uh, Billy, uh, he's taken in a spot where uh, he's very comfortable with. That's awesome, man. Ty Felton is with us from down in Nashville as Maryland's getting ready for the Music City Bowl on Saturday against Auburn. The uh, possibility of beating an SEC team, right? Like, you know, you've beaten some ACC teams the last couple of years. And this is an Auburn team that, again, was, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a, a miracle away from taking down Alabama, right? Um, right. W- what would that mean for this program to make a statement against a traditional SEC power? I think that's be a huge statement, but I feel like uh, for our team and what we have going on, it's just about finishing strong. Uh, it's just an emphasis on finishing strong and trying to go out here and get a W. I understand that, man. How, what is that going to take, right? Like, what what is the buy-in been like this week? What have the conversations been like? How have you guys tried to prepare for an Auburn team that, again, the last time we saw them was arguably playing their best football of the season? Right. Uh, just keeping the main thing the main thing. We know uh, Transperfect, they have a lot of uh, events and stuff for us. We're allowed to go out, but we're just keeping the main thing the main thing and realizing that we have a game to play at the end of the day. We're trying to go out there and win, so... The conversations have kind of been to stay focused and making sure every guy is locked in for Saturday. You, um, you know, Mike Loxley has talked a lot about the bowl games being sort of the premiere for the next season. And we've seen the last couple of years that other guys have gotten on the field, right? That, you know, guys that maybe didn't play a ton during the course of the year got that opportunity during the bowl game. How important, yes, you, you talk about finishing strong, but how much of it is also making the statement for, we're not intending to take a step back. Like, we... We believe we're continuing on the trajectory of getting closer to competing for a Big Ten title. Say that question one more again. I, just in building up for next year, it's, it's something that Mike's talked a lot about the bowl games. The coaches said, we, you know, we use it in order to make a statement moving forward about who we're going to be. How much of that is important to you guys to say, hey, we want to declare we're in this thing. Like, we're not taking a step backwards next year. Right, it's very important. Uh, just the young guys realizing that this is their turn now. Uh, we have some guys that opted out, some guys are not coming out next year. So it's very important for the for the young guys to realize that it's their turn now, they're trying to compete. And this uh, this game will give us a huge momentum swing going into next year and give everybody a confidence boost so we can get ready for next season. That's awesome, man. Ty Felton, Maryland wide receiver down in Nashville. Have you had hot chicken yet since you've been in Nashville? Yesterday there was a hot wing game contest and I stayed away from it. So. Okay. Maybe, <laughs> not yet, but I play I play with some hot chicken. <laughs> m- maybe with the football game to play on Saturday, I understand as right. particularly as a wide receiver why you might want to stay right. away from it. You don't want to have your like your guts working up on you. But I do encourage right. you, it's at least worth trying the hot chicken when you're 100%. down there. The first time I was down there, I walked up to the counter and they said, How hot do you want it? And I was like, Well, I don't know, like I like, and they said, "Do you like spicy food?" I said, "Yeah." They said, "Get a medium, get the mild, like go that route." So that might be the play when you get the hot right. chicken this week. Uh, Ty Felton, yes, what can sir. we what can we plug for you social media wise? Where can everybody be giving you a follow? Uh, Playboy Ty Shar on Instagram and Twitter. That's Pl- my, uh, handle. Playboy Ty Shar. That's T A I S H A R is how you can follow him. Yes, hey Ty, congratulations on an awesome season, man. I know you had to, to wait your turn a little bit with a lot of wide receivers in front of you. 
Um, but congratulations on stepping up this year the way that you did. Can't wait to see what's next for you guys starting on Saturday and on to next year. Appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Ty Felton, University of Maryland wide receiver with us from down in Nashville. Apologies that the, you know, there was a lot of background noise there. I, I, if you've never been, the Gaylord in Nashville is uh, unlike any resort hotel in the world. It is massive. It is truly a city within a city and um, hard to escape from how much there is going down there. So try to get as much as we could out of that, but uh, it was getting difficult and having to repeat questions and all that. But I, I appreciate, really appreciate Ty taking the time and uh, Maryland coordinating that. All right. Speaking of Maryland, I haven't looked at because I'm guessing it's going to come up during picks this morning, the Music City Bowl. So as I wander over, I see that Auburn is a six and a half point favorite. Ooh. What? Six and a half point favorite right now at Superbook. It's a Maryland team that's been pretty good in bowl games under Mike Loxley. It's a team that's been quite prepared, has not seem to just be showing up for the sake of showing up and enjoying the trip. It's an intriguing number to me. Intriguing. If you feel a way about it, I would encourage you to get over to Superbook, use the code Clark 23 when you sign up, and you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up and receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match with Superbook. When we come back in, um, Patrick Stevens is going to join us in a couple of minutes. Uh, I did want to touch on just a couple of the, the Russell Wilson thing we hadn't had an opportunity to chat about, so we'll talk about that uh, as well. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Taking the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas in at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? Tyus Bowser Show returns next Tuesday night, January 2nd. We will be at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Come hang out with us. It's a partnership press box and Great Eights memorabilia. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, HelpMyGamblingProblem.org, and AJ Michaels. Find out more pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Final Tyus Bowser Show of the regular season. Tuesday night at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. We'll chat with our buddy Patrick Stevens here in a couple of minutes. The Russell Wilson thing certainly is explosive. And in a way, it it puts a major dart in an argument that I... I remember uh, Dominique Foxworth and I had this argument last year. Dom made the argument that like it's not that big of a deal whether players get fully guaranteed contracts or not because for quarterbacks they're essentially guaranteed anyway and we've had that conversation quite a bit during the Lamar Jackson campaign free agency whatever you want to call it the idea that while quarterback contracts weren't fully guaranteed outside of Deshaun Watson they were essentially guaranteed and this is the first time that now we start to poke a hole in it. That a team says, actually, we're going to be willing to take on an ungodly amount of dead cap space in order to get out from this contract. And it obliterates the idea that quarterback contracts are essentially guaranteed. Now, it will be interesting to see how many teams follow. 
I, I don't know if the Broncos are doing this uniquely because they see how much the cap is supposed to go up next year. And again, the cap is supposed to go up a good bit next year. But if this is a new precedent-setting moment, and in the NFL, typically that's the case. It wasn't the case, obviously, for Deshaun Watson when he got the fully guaranteed deal. That did not set a new precedent. Fight as others might. They have not gotten fully guaranteed contracts. And now perhaps there's a bit of egg on the face. This belief that some people had that the NFLPA was trying to use Lamar Jackson in order to enforce fully guaranteed contracts. Maybe there are now quarterbacks that look back and say, hmm, we might have effed up by not being willing to use our leverage. We we might have erred here. That's what makes this moment so unique. I don't really care what the Broncos do with Russell Wilson, right? Like, he's been good this year. It's why it's kind of weird, right? Like, why do you think that nothing is a better option than something? I, I'm i confused by that. Is there, is it so poisonous? Is a relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson so poisonous that you have no choice? That seems odd. I get it. Russell Wilson's a weirdo, but to, to be poisonous? I don't, I, I, Again, I I don't I don't care because I don't cover the Broncos or root for the Broncos or anything along those lines. But to be willing to suck up this amount of dead cap space for the alternative of nothing. It's not like you have an early pick to use to draft a quarterback. That's a weird choice, bro. It's real weird. It seems shady. It seems punitive. It seems like, hey, the fact that you weren't willing to redo your contract during the year, we now, we want to screw you because of that. But, like, how does that benefit your franchise? And the Broncos have always thought to be one of the better run organizations in football. And and it's weird, like, why not just, like, pretty much completely kind of clean house at this like if you're already out on Russell Wilson like does that mean what what reason do you have to stick it out with Sean Payton yeah I I, I guess the question too if you're Sean Payton is like why do you want to be somewhere where you don't have something that like maybe whatever quarterback you end up drafting are you are you committing to we're going all in for Kirk Cousins maybe it's more about Jared Stidham he did it last year yeah that's what it is it's Jared Stidham twice two years in a row now he's done this everything about it is weird But again, I don't really care about the Broncos' side of things because, as I've said before, the possibility that another team might not have a quarterback in the AFC seems like a good thing. And look, maybe they find wherever they draft, or maybe they're prepared to send all of their draft picks to trade with. Maybe there's been they've been colluding all year with Chicago. Chicago's already decided that they're not drafting a quarterback. That they believe in Justin Fields, and they're going to send a billion picks to Chicago. Or maybe Chicago wants Russell Wilson. I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's weirder still because it breaks down the essentially guaranteed concept of quarterback contracts. And I don't know now that we've gotten past Lamar. I'm not. Cons- it's funny because a year ago I could have told you every single one of the quarterbacks that needed to get a contract done because they were all relevant in terms of. A- I don't even know who's the next one to get their contract. I have no idea. It seems like almost everyone. 
J- got theirs? Yeah. Right. Like Jalen Hurts got his. Justin Herbert got his. Trevor Lawrence, I guess, is. That would seem, is it Tua? Would uh, Tua yeah. be? Yeah. Yeah, I guess t- yeah, I guess it would be Tua. Did he get a contract? No. Okay. Because he was the same year as Herbert and, and Burrow, so. But Herbert and Burrow got theirs. Right. And Tua just hasn't yet. So it will be interesting for the next group of quarterbacks that go up for contracts to figure out if they're, the fight re-engages. If they say, hey, you can't pull that essentially guaranteed crap anymore because we've now seen that teams are willing to take extraordinary dead caps. I mean, I, I still can't get over that. I can't get over the math that you're doing that makes you say we're better off having insert name here and an extraordinary amount of money. Even if you split it up over two years, which a lot of people have pointed out, they can designate them as a post-June 1st release and split up the dead cap over two seasons. It's still an extraordinary number for somebody that's not helping you. Your cap is going to be killed by somebody who's not helping you. Like, to me, this is a scenario where if if you think that Russell Wilson, it just might be the end for Russell Wilson, I would do what the Ravens did with Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. I would just go ahead and draft your quarterback, but keep Russell Wilson around. And I get it, that's... I don't like doing business that way. I have always been the person that says, if you feel like you need to draft a quarterback in the first round, just play that quarterback. So I got to think this through. It's easier for me to say for another team. I would not be okay with my team doing that. Like if, Well, unless it was Patrick Mahomes. Like if it, if it works no, out it, like that. Obviously it worked out with Patrick Mahomes, and clearly it worked out in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, right? Like there's evidence of it working out, but it's the, it's the, um, it's the in-between. It's the... The Packers it's that eight to sixteen games of it's it's not even the eight to sixteen games. It's what are you not doing? That those picks are so valuable to be using it on someone who's not going to play. I think spits in the face of reality. When you have that type of pick, it needs to be for a, somebody who's playing for your football team. You can't be good enough to build a championship caliber football team by using a pick on someone that you don't think is going to play. But if it's a quarterback and you think I, of this I, as a this is a it's a it's a calculus four, thing four or five then I, ten I, year investment I, I know everything you're saying and it's measured and yes you can argue that because of the quarterback position it's important I don't know how the Packers feel today about their decision making I think most of us think Jordan Love is a pretty good football player but is he transcendent is he the guy that you had to have. Eh. Eh. My gut tells me if you had waited a couple years and then drafted a quarterback, you probably could have gotten something similar to Jordan Love. And in the meantime, you had a transcendent quarterback that you never bothered to draft a wide receiver for. So I, I don't know. We can point out the Chiefs and we can point out the Ravens, but I can also point out the Packers and say, I don't know how they feel about that thought process. I still come back to everything about Russell Wilson is weird. I mean, weird. So, that's what it is. Where where will Russell Wilson end up next year? I, I mean, there are other teams, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that don't have high draft picks that also don't have quarterbacks. So, maybe, and that's why there's been a belief there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round this year. Maybe Russell Wilson's in play in Minnesota. Maybe Russell Wilson is a consideration for 
Las Vegas. He's played well this year. We have to acknowledge, as bad as it was a year ago, he's played well this season. All right, into hour number two of the program. Let's switch gears. We usually do this on Tuesdays, but with this being a holiday week, we're mixing things up and Maryland getting back into action tonight. We thought today would be a good day to catch up with our friend, our college sports guru, Mr. Discourse, D1S Course himself. He is Patrick Stevens, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Patrick, good morning, my friend. I hope you had a great holiday. Appreciate you taking the time for us as always. Thanks for having me and hope you enjoyed your holiday as well. I did. Um, you know, look, I don't know how to talk about Maryland's win over UCLA, Patrick, because like the, the two things that jump out to me the most is obviously UCLA not very good. And then the flip side is I, it's starting to look like Maryland's path to victory, even against like, you know, mid-level power conference teams is Jameer Young goes off or no other path to victory. Are those the, the two most reasonable takes to have about Maryland beating UCLA? Well, well, I think that while UCLA is not very good at this point, I, I do think there is some credit to be given to, to Maryland's defense for playing well for okay, a, good, a good chunk of that game, particularly in the first half. Um, you, can look at, you can look at what happened on offense two ways. You can look at it that Jameer Young scored 37 points, and you're probably not going to be able to replicate that every game. Or you can look at it as Jameer Young and Julian Reese combined for 38 points, and that's not as out of reach on a regular basis. The key for them, obviously, is getting Julian Reese to be able to give you more than a point for rebounds in 23 minutes before fouling out. Um, you know, and I think that when you look at, at, at Young's performance, it was fantastic. I mean, you could sit here uh, as you're sitting there thinking about, like, when was the last time a Maryland guard put together a game that good? I mean – it's probably Gravis Vasquez at Virginia Tech or Gravis Vasquez's triple double or, you know, one, one of those one of those Vasquez games basically is probably the answer to it. Better yeah. than anything we saw out of a Cowan or a Trimble or a Des Wells, with with all respect to those guys. Right. Um, but but that was that was pretty remarkable. Um but yeah, it, it's pretty clear that if, if he doesn't play well, they're in trouble. Uh, but I also think that he, you can't realistically bank on him going for 30, let alone 37 every game, and you're going to need your best players to play well. And they got two of their three supposed best players to play well on, on Friday. And, you know, I think the game that Dante Scott gave them was, I, I think, fairly encouraging, uh, along with what he did against Nichols a few nights earlier. So they need young Scott Reese all to play well, and, and they also, let's face it, they need to get something off of their bench, which they did not get a single point from their reserves. Uh, against UCLA, and moving forward, that's probably not going to lead to too many victories. They get Coppin tonight at home for the final non-conference game, and I, I'm guessing that you and I probably will push push back again next week because of another holiday. So before we talk again, I'm going to assume that they will have played the Purdue game and they'll be into the throes of Big Ten play. So I asked the mm-hmm. question this way. Given how little they were able to do non-conference-wise, and I understand that it's not nothing to go beat UCLA on the road, but it it doesn't look like it's going but, to. Stay. But, right, but right now it's right now it's a quad three win. Right, right. So given how little they were able to do non-conference-wise, what would the reality be for what they would need to do in conference play in order to be able to get into the NCAA tournament? I mean, you're probably staring at. It's it's hard to say even this far out, but there's there's a lot of work to do. The good thing for them 
is that once again, the Big Ten has successfully gamed the system and has a bunch of teams in the top 100 so, and of, the, of your various metrics. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at Kempom right now, and there's only one team in the Big Ten that's outside the top 100, and that's Penn State. I believe Maryland and Penn State are the only Big Ten teams that are outside the top 100 in the net. Now, that doesn't mean those teams are going to finish there, but going into league play or playing or going into the bulk of league play with those sorts of numbers, at the minimum means you're going to have opportunities to collect decent victories. Uh, but I, I would tell you that it, it's hard to imagine, you know, let's say, let's, let's say they beat Coppin State tonight, which they should, that's eight and three. Um, you know, they certainly, I think, have to get to 500 in the league, if not a little bit better. Uh, and it's going to depend on what those victories are. I mean, there's a, there's, there are ways where 10 and 10 is actually better for them than 11 and nine. Sure. If you beat the right 10 rather than the right, than, than a certain 11. But I, I, I think that there's a lot of work in front of them. And, and I, I just don't know if there's enough gas in the tank offensively for them to get there. I, I think all of that is reasonable. And I think that's just the reality of, of what this team is at this point. He's Patrick Stevens. He is with us here on GCR. Um, Patrick, uh, you and I saw a, a pretty lethargic performance, but a, a win nonetheless uh, for Towson against Nichols on Friday. Um, I, I, I think it might be – I don't know if you probably could do the math on it. At one point I looked at my father and said, these teams are combined shooting about 17% from three in this game. It was, it was painful in that way. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that, again, as we start looking towards January and conference play – I still think Towson probably has to feel more more good than anything else about what they're capable of doing going into CAA play. Well, let's, let's talk about something that a team probably can't do and expect to win too many more games. So Towson shot below four, shot 39.7% overall, 25% from three, and 46% of the foul line. And they won by double figures. So weird. That doesn't happen so very. That doesn't weird. happen very often against so anybody. Weird. So weird. So, so your your description of that game is pretty spot on, uh, and so you look at the you look at the rest of the CAA, and I, I think you, you have obviously good teams in Wilmington and Charleston and Hoster, and I think Drexel and Delaware are going to be pretty good too over the course of the season. They've gotten off to decent starts in different ways, I would say. Uh, for Towson, you're still finally getting closer to having the full roster available, right? Like Nenda Tark is playing now. He had 13 points the other night. Um, you know, Christian May is playing well at this point. They still don't have Radier Hicks back from his concussion. Who knows? I mean, you know, they spent, they spent, you know, a couple months last year wondering when Jason Gibson was going to get back from an injury and he never did. Uh, and it's possible because of how tricky, you know, head injuries are that, um, that they may not see him. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that that has to be considered on the table at this point. Uh, so I think that when you look at, at what they have, um, it's, pro- it's enough to finish in the top four or five. Uh, can they become a little more efficient offensively? I think so, and I think a lot of that will come down to how well they integrate Nenda Tark into their, into their offense. I thought defensively they played pretty well the other night. Now that was a that was a Nichols team that looked like mm-hmm. it had uh, it had basically poured everything out at Maryland a few nights earlier, and they did, um, and just didn't quite have a whole lot in the tank. Although, again, I will I will offer some praise for Jamal West Jr. 
uh, the St. Francis product, who had two great games when the Colonels came through. But as for Towson, you know, I, I think you know they'll play a non-D1 this week. They should be pretty rested once they get back into league play or once they start league play next week. They go to Monmouth and then have Wilmington at home for what should be a pretty entertaining game in their conference home opener. Uh, I don't think there's really a whole lot more to be said. There just haven't been really any games that have been played on the local front. I know Morgan took one on the chin last night down on the road at Virginia. Just I don't. There's, is there anything yeah. else we need to say locally? Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and throw another item out on Mount St. Mary's, which, okay. which picked up a win at LI, against LIU. Played really well. You know, Mount St. Mary's has led by at least 20 in four of its last six games, hmm. which is which is not. Now, now we can sit here and, and point out that. Uh, Siena, Loyola, St. Francis, PA, LIU, are, it's not the greatest schedule. Right. Uh, but at the same time, to be able to build a lead like that is, is pretty, pretty impressive, I think. Uh, and they handled, they handled LIU with ease the other day, had six guys in double figures. And, and the crazy thing there is, is I think Dan Engelstad doesn't think that they're anywhere close to how good they can be, uh, particularly at the defensive end. So, you know, they head back into league play after playing at Delaware State on Saturday. They get Canisius at home uh, to restart Metro Atlantic play. And, and there's a real chance that those are two of the top three or four teams in the league when all is said and done. So Canisius has one of the best, if not the best, victory that that league has picked up over the course of non-conference play, winning at St. Bonaventure the first weekend of the season. So uh, that's a team, I think, that – Given the number of different guys that can do things, whether it's a, whether it's a Joshua Reeves who's been hitting threes of late, whether it's a freshman like Deshane Montgomery who's having a fine season, whether it's a Dakota Lafue uh, who put together a really unusual stat line the other day with seven assists and four blocked shots, hmm. Um, hmm. you don't see that every day. No. Uh, I think there's a lot. To, I think there's a lot to like with the mount. Uh, and a real chance that they, they win the, the scrambled drill that is the Metro Atlantic, or at least make a good push for it here in the coming weeks. On the national front, obviously the big story, Florida Atlantic, with a really quality win against Arizona in Las Vegas. I feel like you know, you're getting to the point of the year where people are probably going to be not paying as much attention to Florida Atlantic because of the league they play in. How much did they do non-conference-wise to fortify the, the ability perhaps to believe that they might have another deep run in them in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I, think they're, I, think, I think they impressed me more than I expected that they would. Yeah. Uh, I know there were a lot of people that were throwing out top five, top ten in the preseason. I was a bit skeptical. You know, I mean, they were really good last year, and they have a lot of guys back. But when you really got down to it last year and you had to play the, well, who did they beat game, um, you know, they beat Florida – they you know, won some games in their league against some pretty good teams like UAB and North Texas, and then they beat Memphis, Tennessee, and Kansas State in the tournament. Uh, you know, it, they, were, they were, in some ways, you, know, you could argue that if Purdue had gotten through uh, and beaten Fairleigh Dickinson, maybe, maybe we don't have any sort of hype sure. around this Florida Atlanta sure. team. But things worked out the way they did. And now you're looking at a, at a team that – beat Butler, Texas A&M, and Virginia Tech in a four-day span on a neutral court. They beat Liberty and Charleston, which are decent victories. Uh, they beat St. Bonaventure up in Springfield, Massachusetts. And then they have this victory over, over uh, Arizona in double overtime out in Vegas in, in one of the best games of the season so far. Yep. Uh, and no one's, no one's going to hold a, a loss to Illinois at Madison Square Garden against them. They have kind of a puzzling loss to Bryant. But there's a lot more good than bad on that profile. Uh, And now they head into league play where 
you know, honestly, they might not see another team with serious NCAA tournament hopes again until late February. They have one game against SMU February 22nd, and they play a home-and-home with Memphis in their last four games. Um, And that's probably the two best teams in the Americans. So uh, they, they kind of are in a spot. It's not dissimilar to some of the things we've seen from Gonzaga over the sure. years where they're, yeah. they're, they're basically going and it's going to be, well, you know, can you avoid a landmine here for two months? And, you know, maybe there's a, a St. Mary's or a BYU type of team that emerges. Uh, you know, I think Memphis is that obvious team, uh, but maybe there's somebody else like a North Texas or somebody like that, that can, that can emerge as a viable NCAA contender as well. But in all likelihood, you know, most of these games they're going to play are, are going to be games that, will do them much more harm if they lose than good if they win. All right, he is Patrick Stevens, so it's time for us to play our game. Can Patrick Stevens name the MLB teams that this particular player played for or managed, as we've been having fun with that, and he's been telling us almost the exact years. So let's begin with that. Um, someone who was a three-time manager of the year, managed five teams during his career, did not get into the Hall of Fame uh, during voting this year, he is Lou Pinella, and he's first up on our list. Well, Lou Pinella, um, we'll start with uh, with him. He has a couple stints, I think, with the Yankees. That is in that, true. Like, 87 to 88 or 89 range. So it was 86 and 87, then gone, then back in 88. That was the, okay. the weird kind of skipping around for Lou Pinella. And then it was the Reds. Um, from like ninety to ninety three or eighty nine to ninety three. Ninety to ninety two. Okay, and then took over in Seattle. Um, maybe that was ninety three, and that ran through like oh two or so. Yes, correct. Okay, and then it was off to uh, Tampa Bay, right? Correct. For like an oh three to oh. Six, maybe? Oh, five. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Okay. And then the Cubs coming in at the end there was what then? Oh, six to 09 or something so like that? So he took the 06 season off and was 07 to 10. So, I mean, okay. pretty freaking good, dude. <laughs> pretty unbelievable uh, how close you were on Lou Pinella. So, based on your encouraging to go a little bit earlier, um, the multi-team guy that I'll provide for you, and it is still, to me, a, a, I, I could have named two. I've got seven teams for someone who was a seven-time All-Star and who ten times finished in the top 25 of MVP voting. But his career began in 1968 and lasted in 1985, so he just comes in under the wire of qualifications. Okay. Al Oliver is the name. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Al Oliver. And by the way, there are some Uh, short stints for Al Oliver. There are some short stints at the end, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So Al Oliver for sure was a pirate. Of course. And an expo. Yep. And he was definitely a Texas Ranger. You have knocked out the overwhelming majority, and now you are down to the the, the most amount of games of any of his other four stints, 91. <laughs> that's that's right. where we're at. So am I remembering Al Oliver as a Philly? You are certainly remember For the, the shortest stint, 28 games with the Philadelphia Phillies in 1984. 
How about the San Francisco Giants? The longest of the four stints, 91 games with the Giants that same year. So now you're down to 1985 being split between two teams. All right. How about the Blue Jays? That is 61 games. This is insane. What is the 61 games of the Blue Jays in 1985? And so he has another stop in in 85 with somebody. Yeah, 35 um, games elsewhere. 35 games. Um, I don't know. Was, was, he, uh, was he with the Mets then? Oh, you're going to kick yourself on this. Was he the Dodgers? Dodgers. Dodgers. That's the one. It was the Dodgers was the other one. Which, of course, if you've played this, uh, the home version of the game long enough, you know that Patrick's rule is if he doesn't know, just guess the Dodgers. So I'll give you a, a tougher one for a four-team one since you nailed that one. Only an all-star once led the league in uh, games finished, but not in saves. Has one of the more fun names in modern baseball history. J.J. Puts, not Putts. Okay. Uh, Seattle for sure. Yep. The Mets for sure. Yeah, I did not remember the Mets. Arizona, right? Arizona for four years at the end. Had a nice run in Arizona, and then he spent 2010 somewhere where he had uh, was apparently not used as the closer in 2010. He was just a reliever. Was he in Boston? Not Boston. It's the other Sox. The other Sox. Okay. The White, the White Sox don't, in 2010. Don't pretty, remember that. I don't remember it at all, but I didn't remember the Mets. That's pretty freaking good, man. All right, uh, Patrick, where's uh, your schedule bring you this week? Uh, I will be in College Park for uh, the uh, Larry Stewart's first trip there as a coach. Yeah, that's right. Um, and he, of course, led a, led State to a victory in College Park. Famously, as a player. Yep. Um, so you got that tonight. American and UMBC tomorrow over in Catonsville. Uh, George Mason and North Carolina A and T on Saturday. Uh, and then on Tuesday, I'll actually be at Georgetown with Creighton in town. The post has me there. So, okay. Uh, that is that is the game that I will be catching. That the uh, the uh, the paycheck basically dictated uh, the choice there. I thought that was that was a, a day that I was not looking forward to having to make a choice. I mean, with Purdue and Creighton in yep. town yep. on the same day was was not a lot of fun to have to choose. Of course, that uh, that Purdue game, another Peacock special, which everybody will be very happy about around these parts. Everybody always likes that. Uh, Patrick, I'm actually bringing the family to the game tonight, so uh, I will try to come over and say hello at some point. Always appreciate Discourse, D1S course on Twitter. We'll talk again I, I, maybe Wednesday after the Purdue game next week, all right? Sounds great. Thank you, sir. Patrick Stevens with us as he is every week here on GCR. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Can we grab a break before, Ken? All right, awesome. Let's grab a break. Then we'll come back in and we'll make some picks with our buddy Ken Zalis. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita 
and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Ties Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show, a partnership of Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, January 2nd at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure. Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Griffin, you want to let everybody know what's going on at live? This is like really the last yeah, couple of days is, for you to take advantage of this. the final seven days, because yeah. if luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, well, this, the, is, there is a simple answer, because we can turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion. And again, yeah, only one week remaining. Thursday, January 4th is the last day to get in on this. And this is this the last Thursday with football? Uh, yeah, this is yeah. the final Thursday night football game of the year. Yeah, so all live oh, casinos. God, yeah. I really wish you wouldn't have brought that up. Oh, well, I mean, it's. I know we all hate Thursday night football, but like as no I've problem. said a million times, I don't want to get rid of Thursday night football either. Because it's something I have to look forward to on Thursday. I, this is a trick. Reed and I are going to do Thursday night next week on 105.7 The Fan. And we were like, ah, 
that means that Thursday night's available for us to be doing on 105.7 yeah. mm. The Fan. Ugh, mm. Gross. Well, all live casino and hotel mail-in rewards members will be, able to, will, be able, will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum, and then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Again, only one week left, though, uh, where you can get prizes ranging from live casino and hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social, ultimate happy hour prizes and vouchers, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Only at the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.com. A bumpy landing? It was. A little yeah, bit yeah, of a yeah. bumpy. You we know, we've, we all, we've all been on those flights. We're like, you landed, but it wasn't the smoothest. <laughs> Not the smoothest on the way down. All right. Uh, joining us now here on GCR, not only is this man uh, in the throes of our picks competition, but he and I squaring off mm. for the first time with something at stake. Because this this league that he set up for for years, there was nothing. Tried, right? Yeah. I mean, no. a lot of people were not involved. They were not picking up players. They were just playing guys on their 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 roster each week that were going to get them zero points. There was a lot of that going on over the years. Now. This year, we fixed that, and there was something at stake. And so, Ken Zalis and I are squaring off in the Press Box League Fantasy Championship game this week. A titanic showdown. Zalis, you've got no chance. You're going down. Up yours. Screw you. Love you, pal. Happy New Year. Thanks for taking the time, as always. Hey, uh, you know, according according to those that place bets you're like a 10 point favorite so i don't know Ooh. what you're talking about. well i i did fall asleep at the wheel a little bit already though this week i let uh i let ken come in and scoop up clyde edwards layer on the way you did wire, you did I, I, ken just made like six more moves i think what well so well so here's here's the here's my strategy at the at the end of you know fantasy football if i'm not going to play them on my team I'm going to pick up people that either block my opponent in case they have some injuries or if there are injuries that could somehow sneak into my lineup. So I've made some some moves to, you know, mm. in case I some Demarcus Robinson last well. second yeah. last second running backs don't play this week that you may have some trouble picking up a running back. Glad I don't think you know what you're in for here. What you're dealing with? I mean, he picked up Eli Mitchell. Like I don't, I, I don't think uh, even like one. I don't have Christian McCaffrey. So like, well, but but here's the thing. Eli Mitchell, you know, when when he was healthy, he was getting more. I hear you. Touches a I, week. I'm not. I'm not I, telling I, you it's I'm insane gonna, what I'm you're doing. I'm going to tell you, Eli Mitchell may get ten plus fantasy points this but week. But you're not playing him. I know, but neither but, but are you now. I understand. <laughs> I wasn't going to be playing him either. Like I, that's I'm okay. Not, but I don't a, know. There's I don't a separation know what goes through your mind. There's a separation. Here's picking up Clyde Edwards-Helaire was very smart. Now we still don't know if Isaiah Pacheco is going to play we or not, not this week, right? So it might ultimately right. be that it, it's a nothing burger, and Pacheco plays, and you, you know, Correct. it's you're neither playing Clyde Edwards-Helaire nor did you block me from somebody that I should have had. Still, I fell asleep at the wheel not grabbing him, right? I don't even know where our waiver was. It might be that you would have had him anyway because of waiver waiver priority. I'm not sure either. So, like, that one I give you credit for. The other ones, I, I have no problem with you doing them. They just don't they don't move me in any way. Like, I, That's fine. It's, it's fine. Go, I, I understand your thought process in some bizarro world where you, like Christian McCaffrey, knock on wood because I, I am playing him in another league. Like, if he were to tear his ACL today, you're right. Eli Mitchell becomes a thought process. 
uh, going into to Sunday. So I understand where you're at. I don't feel great about my... I don't really know how my team's in the championship, truth be told. Because... It should be me. Should it be? Yeah, it should. Yeah, sure. I got the best team. Um, like, I've had to survive, I, although I look over and I see that Ken's playing Jerry Goff at quarterback. How the hell are you in the championship? Uh, you've got Puka and you've got St. Brown. Yeah, that's pretty good. Your wide receivers carried you. They you, they have. Yeah. They have. Um, you know, I I I uh I don't know how I'm there either. But yeah. I mean golf golf had his moments this year and Yeah, you know. but you don't feel good about golf. It's not like uh I you're not starting because you want to, you're starting because you have to. Well, That's, I could always go with Stroud should he be approved by by Oh, that seven. is a that is we'll, a significant difference, hundred percent. That we'll, would, we'll, we'll see better. we'll see what happens, but because of the Saturday game, I have to make that decision a little bit earlier. But you know what? I said it before the season, as we all know. I was very bullish on the uh, Lions this year uh, and their offensive prowess. And I've, you know, you look at some of the championship teams that I'm playing this year, and, you know, I got a lot of Lions in a bunch of them. So, you know, go- golf wasn't too bad. All right. So, quickly, what do are we doing winner, winner take all in this? Did we. Like are we chopping sure, the pot? for the for the three people that paid you? Wait, can wait, 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 wait! Chop the pot. Wait a second. I wasn't chopping it. No, 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 no. I don't care about that part. Well, I I told you I I wasn't no. tracking people down. Not get out. We're what not doing. I'm not. I'm, I'm out on the league. Then hold on. I'm out hold on, on the league. Hold on. One, two, three, four. Five people have paid. I'm we're out. Good. I'm out was, of the. We're not going to do it it's again. It's fifty if bucks. I, if you're unwilling, what do I owe you? Ten dollars. We paid ten bucks. That's what we paid. Yeah. All right. I'm not doing this league again I don't next think I year. Paid. I'm not. Then pay. Uh, who, who am I paying? Ken. Yeah. Pay Ken. Yes. Well, how do I pay you, Ken? Glenn will let you. I guess I'll just give I you. I'll just get, we're, we're, we're actually not going to do this over next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just, God. <laughs> I'm not doing this. This thing where we said everybody had to pay and nobody paid. I, I, Glenn, it was the first time we did it after the draft. What do you want me to do? Next year will be different. We'll see what the rule change is for next year. Yeah, remember Andrew Stecker had it, had to quit after the draft. Yes. Well, who picked up his team? My son. Did you, did the your well? Did your son pay? Yes. Colson, did you pay? Colson says he paid. I don't know if I believe him or not. <laughs> did he pay? Did Colson pay? I'll have to go back yeah, and look. Yeah, it's been a while. Check. check the books. I'm assuming uh, he did. Uh, John, Pr- what? What? No, the, the ten bucks to, for the the fantasy league for pre, pre, Ken's fantasy league. Uh, Ken, hey, press boxes. Hey, press boxes. Fantasy hey, John league. Colson. I might win. It's. Yeah, he says he paid. I don't know. You okay, check. We'll, wait, wait, we'll we'll deal with it later. All right, uh, John oh, Proctor wants. Uh, what what is your Go ahead. That at the start of the season. Well, he doesn't know. That's the point. He has no idea. So we're just asking. He swears that only half the league paid. I feel like I'm getting shorted over here I if think I win. You are. Now I'm gonna lose because I'm talking about this. But it's I paid inevitable. and I will. Uh, yeah, you better double. That. You better double check that. Oh no, I will. I will double check because there's really only one way to pay me. All right. So, um, real quick. Like, Venmo. Yeah, anything else? No. All right. Thank you. That's John Colson stepping in. Trying to. Oh, I'm there. We, can we even talk about that or not? Yeah, we can. Oh. We are really excited about some. We're doing a promotion. Yeah, do you, tomorrow we want to talk more about yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, tomorrow we'll talk more about it. We have a very exciting promotion that we're launching. And like A lot of people at the end of the year are like, hey, we got big things coming for 2024. We actually have something I'm extraordinarily excited about that we're going to be telling you about. And within weeks, within weeks, it's going to be launching. 
it is different than anything we've ever done in the history of press box i'm very excited about it so just save that we'll talk more about it tomorrow in the meantime proctor wants to know um if jamar chase plays are you playing him this week absolutely yeah i don't i don't even know I don't know why we wouldn't. As I read I, that, I'm like, who the how the hell good would your wide receivers have to be for you to not be playing I mean, Jamar I, Chase? I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason why we would not be um, yeah. at all. So Griffin, you know. raise my hand. Uh, uh, you like uh, Matthew Stafford against the Giants or uh, Kyler versus the Eagles? Uh, oof. I like Stafford a lot. Um, Kyler yeah. hasn't done enough he's, I mean, for he's, me. He's still doing getting stuff done with his. Like, he's getting guess, enough he's at Philly. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Stafford. I mean, I I think you know the, he's been the Giants are done. They're just throwing everything to the wind at this point. So I, I'll take Stafford. I, I I like that matchup. Giants haven't been good on the back where, end. Where are you with the Stafford versus Stroud thing? Because I I'm. It's difficult. I literally, I literally have him eight and nine, and I have Stroud above him. I mean, if Stroud is, if Stroud practices all week, like I, I want to see him practice in full today and tomorrow. Um, you know, it's he's tough been for great. me because Stafford's been he's great been, too. Like he that's, has, that's, and he's got the better receivers. And yeah, that's the difficult all that fun part stuff. About this it, for me. Look, it's so close. It's just one guy. One guy's hot playing against a bad defense. The other guy's coming back from injury. I, I'd probably, I'd probably lean Stafford. You know, by the slimmest of margins, Tennessee has been decent against you know defensively, but you have to attack them through the air as well. So it's really close. I'd probably go the safer route. It's just the way I usually do things and go a little bit safer than most. And I go, I go Stafford. All right, and then the other one is this is in my other league. Is I'm not asking you in this league. I know, I know. Um, uh, my options would be I like I can stick it out with Darren Waller. I could play Dalton Kincaid, but I don't think I can do that. Or I could pick up Kraft. I mean, Kraft's the one that's the most involved. Uh, I, Waller's a true wild card. You got you, you got Travis. Uh, uh, you got Taylor. Um, now a quarterback. Who who knows there? Um, I'd probably go safe and with the with the sure targets and and the way they've looked for Kraft, I'd probably go Kraft. It's a shame because Waller should have had like two touchdowns last week. Yeah, he should have. And if but, he, and if he did, know. we wouldn't be having this conversation. We wouldn't be. Yeah. We wouldn't be. But 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 that's what you know. But again, he should have had two touchdowns. He didn't. He's got the drops. He's he's always an in-game injury risk. You got a different quarterback in. I I don't know what to make heads or tails of it. I'm not. I'm at a certain point. We just got to make sure that we get some points yeah. along the way. And Kraft is the only one out of those three. That I'm pretty safe in saying I'm getting eight points out of this week. I, I can't say that for sure with the other two. All right, there we are. Um, the we should do a side bet for the champ. You want to do a side bet for the championship? Not really, but go ahead. What, okay. What's your side Mayo, bet? Right? So yeah, uh, at the at the Duke's Mayo Bowl yesterday, Brian Powell found that they had some sort of concoction that they were. Hang on, I'm trying. If to it's the up. nacho thing, I'm out. What was the wait? What is the nacho thing? Oh, that was the end. Yeah, that was disgusting. Well, this is—I don't think it's better. It's a mayo mocktail: two ounces of mayo, nine ounces of eggnog, three ounces of simple syrup, a teaspoon of nutmeg, a teaspoon of cinnamon, and a cup of ice. What is? Where is you? Who are you? 
Who are I'm you? Over, I'm just beverage. I'm literally getting over a stomach flu and you're doing this to well, me. You don't right have now. to we, know, we can, can wait when you when you're in. Yeah, we, we can, can wait it. until oh. you're you're not sick anymore. Sounds awful. I of course it sounds No, Ken, we're gonna make the side bet something pleasant. Uh, like the no, loser no, has no, to have of, a nice Coca Cola. Some of them I've been in because I didn't think they God. I I'm actually the eggnog is what gets me. I hate eggnog. I hate eggnog too. That's the point, Ken. The this point. is like a little shot, right? Uh, I think it's a drink. I think it's a beverage. How much it was? Okay. Yeah, nine ounces okay. of eggnog, oh, yeah. two ounces it's of essentially. Oh, it's oh, mostly, yeah, it's mostly yeah. eggnog. You know I mean? Yeah, it's a beverage. Eggnog's disgusting, dude. I am aware. That's the. All right, then. What if we just make him drink? No, eggnog? but Griff, Griff's like, what do you, what do you have against eggnog? <laughs> like, I, I know have eggnog. You is, eggnog? I, I agree that eggnog's gross. I'm not a fan of eggnog I'm not, I'm not in anti any way. Eggnog, but I don't seek it. I'm not, okay, I'm, that's fine. I'm not, are you in? Sure. Great, thank you. That was very difficult. It's painful. Painful. All right, very, very good. Let's get into picks for this week. Oh, we don't have a lot of time. All right, we got. Boy, we wasted a lot of time here. My fault. Uh, Steck is three games in front of myself, KZ, and John and Little Rock. And remember that if Stecka wins, he gets to quit the league. So this, uh, what? that's what we said what at, at the beginning of the year when he well, tried to quit the league. After he wins, oh, he'll be like, you know we what? said, we said the the, you're only allowed to quit the league if you either A, win the league, or B, spectacularly avoid losing the league. So What's, what's, what's up with him and quitting I don't. Everything? I don't know, man. Well, when he's, he wins, he's going to want to be like, oh. Like, 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 like he's part of the crew. Just, just accept it. I, I've never. It's been a weird. It's been a weird year with it. He won't do anything food related for a side bet. I don't know what's going on with him, man. Well, that's I mean, fine. I mean, you don't want to do that. I get it. That's fine. Yeah, he's, but, uh, he's, he's had his share of punishment. He's certainly had those. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Griffin is seven games clear in Scott's stat position. He appears to be comfortably headed to go see Creed next summer. Jeremy Kahn, however, will definitely be our loser. He remains 18 games behind Griffin. And uh, hopeless in terms of trying to avoid Thank being goodness. the one to pay the big. It's time. really disappointing the the showing that he's had. It's because that that was that was real that that showed some moxie there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it has not been. Cl- and again, to the point, his percentage. It's not just that he came in late. Even his well, win percentage <laughs> is the lowest of everybody, including Griffin. Now it would be a lot closer. If he had played all the games, but he'd still be in last place after all of that. So that's where we are. Picks brought to you by Superbook. Again, if you like anything that you hear here, use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose with Superbook. All right, pal. We will start with the TransPerfect Music City Bowl from Nashville, Tennessee, when the Auburn Tigers take on the Maryland Terrapins. And uh, Auburn, as you mentioned earlier in the show, they're laying six and a half. The game's at 2 o'clock, and it is an appetizer to, uh, to uh, what, the Orange Bowl, I think, with Florida State and Georgia? Sure. Yeah. Game's on Why ABC not? on Saturday. Uh, actually, it's the only one on ABC. All the rest of the games are on ESPN. Mm. Um, a lot of eyes. This is a weird one because I like I know what Ken's gonna do, but even Ken has to be like realistic about the fact that this is a bowl game and nothing matters, and we have no idea if any of these teams care or try. We actually have recent history that suggests that like Maryland cares about bowl games and they get up for bowl games, and I don't know how to look at Auburn because the Alabama game would suggest Auburn's pretty good. But remember, just a week earlier. They got throttled by New Mexico State, and they only have five wins this year against FBS competition. I don't think Auburn's that good. I don't think Maryland's that good, but I don't think Auburn's that good. And 
because Maryland has tried in bowl games with six and a half points to play with, I'm actually going to pick Maryland here. Good for you. I mean, Got red on and everything today. I do have my red um, on today. Well, I'm going to the Maryland game tonight. Oh, good, good. Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing Coppin, Coppin State. Oh, no, that should be fun. Uh, they might win. <laughs> they might. They yeah. also might not. Who knows? <laughs> they've been they've been a roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> shockingly, is, hang on, practice good. Um, Maybe Ken would prefer the side bet being that the loser has to get a thirty minute massage. Like, <laughs> it's just like ah, oh, it's something I don't want to do. Like side bets are supposed to be pleasant. Sorry, go ahead. Make Tell it- John to comment on things he's involved in. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that too. Um, I'm shockingly going to take the Auburn Tigers. I don't even know who's playing for Maryland this week. Billy Edwards is the quarterback. They yeah, were, but didn't they? Who went, who went on the road and, and beat somebody last year? Who did uh, Billy Indiana, Edwards? Indiana no. on the road? Was it Indiana? I definitely beat or Indiana. Indiana at home. Okay. I don't remember. I, I, it's fine. Uh, why why stop Maryland? now? I'll take I get Auburn. it. It's your bid. I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I do think Maryland, like, Mike Loxley will have the have them ready for this game, but I also, you know, Hugh, Hugh Freeze is seven and one against the oh. spread in bowls. Oh. So oh I feel like just just he's had he's done this more, um, and uh, you know Auburn almost beat Alabama. I mean, obviously it's it Alabama. Did. You you get up for Alabama. I'm not sure if they'll be able to get up as much for the Music City Bowl, the Transperfect Music City Bowl. That's, yeah. I'm gonna to take, me, you are Transperfect. I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Auburn as well. Right. On the Terps, uh, joining Glenn is John and Little Rock and Andrew Stetka, the only ones. Mm. Andrew Stetka's wow. been pretty good at this this yes. year. So. He has been. It's weird. Mm. What a world we're living in now where we want to agree with Andrew Stecka. Moving on to the college football playoff. Number four, Alabama taking on number one, Michigan. This is the 5 o'clock game um, on ESPN and the Wolverines. Are on laying, Monday. On Monday, that's correct. Yes. New Year's Day, the Rose Bowl, the Rose Bowl from Pasadena, um, uh, Michigan land two. Alabama. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be disrespectful towards Michigan, but, like, this is – and 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 I do fear that what I'm doing is I'm playing into Alabama's been good in the past, so they're definitely going to be good again. I, they did just sort of put it to Georgia the last time we saw them play. I I think Michigan is as complete as Michigan's ever been, but my gut tells me Alabama's better. Alabama. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Alabama as well. Um, Michigan struggled in this game in the past, um, yeah. so that's uh. Let's go with the hot team. I, I, I mean, it's tough to say that about a Michigan team not being hot, but you know, literally Alabama's won all of their games. So. Yeah, but but Alabama's just been really impressive to me as as the season's gone on, and you know, it's it's probably not a not a good thing to ever bet a, bet against them. So they're getting a couple of points. I'll take them. Um, yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, I think this is going to be a really good game, um, and I think it's going to be really close. So I'll take. When the team catching points is Alabama, I will take Alabama. It's unfortunate that this is the semifinal again. I feel like this would have been a better national title national title game. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll in see. A I mean, yeah, we'll, yeah. See. we'll, but, we'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah, um, I like Jalen Milrow a lot. Uh, in, in so the we, second we half know of the that season. Kyle's taking Michigan. Is anybody else? We do know that Kyle's taking Michigan. Uh, yeah, we're pretty split on this one. Oh, okay. Um, Paul is joining Kyle. So is John Proctor. So is Dr. Nick Kelly, as well as Andrew Stecka and okay. Jeremy Kahn Ooh. on the Michigan. Well, that's that's weird because now you have yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
the other uh, playoff, uh, number three, Texas, taking on number two, Washington. And they say the game's going to start at 845. There's no way. Will not. Yeah. No, will not. Um, All-State Sugar Bowl from New Orleans. And uh, Longhorns laying four points against the Huskies. I... Washington. I, every time everybody has told me that Washington's not good enough, and I get it. I went through the same thing as I watched that stupid Arizona State game until 2 in the morning that night. And so I was on the, ah, this team isn't that good. And yet they just constantly figure out ways to win games. And I also think we're kind of overinflating Texas a little bit here. I, remember, Texas is only in the playoff because they had to do it in order to justify putting Alabama in. Like, we, we because of the Alabama thing, we have sort of dismissed. Texas has no business being in over Florida State either. The only reason Texas is in the playoff is if they were going to put Alabama in, they couldn't leave out the team that won on the road at Alabama. We just sort of said, oh, that makes sense, Texas. Texas has no business being in over Florida State either. They won on the road at Alabama when Alabama was not nearly the same team that Alabama is, and we all know the Big 12 is not what the Big 12 has been in the past. This is a good Texas team. But I don't think they're a special Texas team. And Washington has continued at every turn to prove doubters wrong. I I don't love the pick, but I'm going Washington here. Yeah, I mean, Washington's the one team that everybody kind of wants to poo-poo to the side. Um, and I'm going to uh, because Texas, uh, in their last three games, most impressive team I saw in watching the games. Um, they, both sides of the ball, they're explosive on offense. Um, I think they have a better defense, and, and that's what it's going to come down to for me. Uh, I wouldn't shock me the other way. I hate the line um, uh, being four points. I think that's crazy, but at this point, I, I just, I think Texas may be that, that team of destiny this year, and I, I think they win the game. Um. I'm 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 with Glenn on this one. I think we're kind of forgetting, you know, how good Washington is, and I I feel like they have the slight edge at all at every position on the offense. You know, I like Michael Penix over over Quinn Ewers. I like Dylan Johnson at running back, Romeo Dunze at, at wide receiver. Um, and yeah, they're getting four points here, so I uh, I I will uh, I will take the team. I'm taking the underdog in both of the games here. I'm taking Washington. Um, I do like Texas think... receivers, by the way. I do like both mm-hmm. of those. I but I to your point it about feels... Romeo Dunze, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, and it feels I don't know. It feels like they're kind of TCU from last year. Like I, I feel like they're going to get blown out in the in it, after TCU did game. win their semifinal as you TCU won the semifinal. That's why I'm taking Washington here. Um, I think they uh, beat some team that's playing this weekend. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh joining Ken on Texas, Paul and Kyle, as well as Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Kahn. Mm, yeah. It's a very interesting yeah, very interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, pick the underdog. Yeah. Pick the underdog. Yeah. 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 Uh, to the NFL, we have uh, one Saturday game. Uh, it is on ABC and ESPN. It is the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Detroit Lions, and the Cowboys are laying six points against your NFC North I, champions. I, I'm the sucker. I, that line stinks, doesn't it? Like, it stinks. So you have to take the Cowboys on the line stinks that much, but I'm not going to do it. I'm taking Detroit. That's a stink, stink line, and I should know better, but I'm taking Detroit. I'm the sucker. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I looked at the line. I'm like, really? Six? Yeah. Like, Come on. I mean, it, I mean, the Lions are basically the same team as the Cowboys. You're you're on the road. You're playing basically inside. I guess they, they, they call it outside, but it's inside. Um, I'm going to take the six points. I, I don't I don't I don't see. I know Dallas has played really, really well 
at home this year, but uh, but I, I can't draw. I can't I can't give them six points over the Lions. So mm-hmm. I'll take Detroit. Yeah, same thing. I mean, I know Dallas is getting really good at home, but it's so is Detroit. Detroit's good everywhere but Baltimore. Uh, so I'll take the Lions. Or Green Bay. Or no, Detroit against Green. That yeah, was in yeah. Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Jesus. Um, uh, only Cowboys is Paul Valley, as well as Andrew Stecken and Jeremy Kellen. That's Ooh, so wow. weird. It's Andrew so Stecken and Jeremy Kellen, like, very lined up so far. So weird. Uh, to Sunday at 1 o'clock, the Las Vegas Raiders will be traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. And the Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Again, I don't I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the Colts, but I feel like what happened last week maybe we should have seen coming. I think they were a little bit of like they were fraudulent as they were putting together a good record because like what were they who were they doing it against? The Raiders clearly appear to have been inspired by Antonio Pierce, and they are not dead yet and with three and a half points to play with. This is, however, West Coast team playing at 1 o'clock, so I, I know that's a factor, but... I just like the vibe of the Raiders right now dramatically more. I'm going with the Raiders. Yeah, that's what it comes down to me. I mean, the Raiders are playing inspired football. They they like who they're playing for right now. Antonio Pierce has, has brought changed the mentality uh, of that team. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Michael Pittman plays. I think it's a big deal in this game um, and a big deal for that offense when you take – you know, what has looked like 10 catches and 100-plus yards each and every week out of that lineup. They don't have somebody to replace it. Because I'm leaning towards him not playing, I'm right now, today, I'm going to take Vegas and give me the points. Yeah, uh, same thing. I'm jumping on the Antonio Pierce train. I, I like the Raiders, uh, especially with the hook here. Um, seems pretty seems, seems pretty easy to, uh, to jump on the Raiders, so that means we're probably all going to get it wrong because just about almost everyone is on the Raiders. The only two not on uh, the Raiders. And Stegg and Jeremy Kyle. Well, this and, is just, I, so what they're doing, they're both just betting against the public now. Yeah. And that, Again, that's as Jeremy has pointed out, that's been smart for a long time to bet against the public, but... Earlier this year, it was not smart to bet against the public. The last couple of weeks, it's worked out. I don't know what to make of it. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Seattle Seahawks. Games at 4 o'clock on Fox. And uh, also these Sunday games on New Year's Eve, of course, December 31st. Uh, The Steelers are getting 3.5 points. Seahawks are 3.5 point favorites. This is the, you know, like who's who's the quarterback for the Steelers? Because if it's Mason Rudolph, uh, I think I want the Steelers. If it's Kenny Pickett, I want the Seahawks. Um I, God, just give me the Steelers and the points. Just do that. I, I'm gonna. I, I, I feel like they are going to encourage Kenny Pickett to wait another week. But whatever, Steelers. Yeah, I, I think Rudolph plays. Um, and it doesn't matter to me because I, I just. I, you're going to Seattle, tough place to play. I don't believe that all their offensive woes were just fixed because Mason Rudolph was a quarterback. I still think they have issues. Um, so I'm going to take I'm going to take Seattle. Is usually pretty good at home, uh, and and just go against it. I you can't fool me because one week you you looked semi competent on offense. I mean, I. I usually like default to the AFC North, but I have—I mean, I have no idea in, in this one. I haven't been good at picking Steelers games, so I'm going to break out the coin once again. Coins one and zero this mm. season. So Coins gonna, one and zero. Okay. Yeah, uh, Seahawks are at home, so they'll be heads. And 
So this is way taking way too yeah. long, Griffin. I guess I, so way I too long. You need it. To, it is my, heads. Go okay. Seahawks. There we go. Go Hawks. Uh, Bengals. Oh, I guess I should tell everybody else what they're on. Um, Glenn is on the Steelers. Joining Glenn is Kyle and Dr. Nick Kelly and Andrew and uh, Jeremy Kahn on All the right. Steelers. Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are laying seven points against the Bengals. This feels like it should be a get-right spot for Kansas City. The The story of Orlando Brown missing his son's birth to go get his ass handed to him by the Pittsburgh Steelers is one of those, like, how do you get back up from that types of moments? Like, I I was a believer in the Bengals, and maybe I'm just overreacting. I... I I, the line doesn't make sense given what the Chiefs have actually done, but ultimately, like an idiot, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, I'm not gonna be that idiot this week. It's seven points. Um, I, I get, I get that Cincinnati's banged up, uh, and and I get it, but Kansas City just looks lost, and they've looked lost for a while. And even when they were good, they really didn't cover big numbers. Um, I, I something's wrong there. I don't, I don't know if it is a get right week um mainly no pacheco um you know something's uh, something's going to come out about kelsey unless teams are just flat out taking him out of the game but he doesn't look right he hasn't looked right for a while um and mahomes doesn't look right he's trying to put too much on his back seven's too much for me for me to take kansas city even at home i'll, I'll take the bagels yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. They play. I feel like they always play Kansas City uh, close. I know Joe Burrow's not playing this game, obviously, but uh, but uh, I, I he'll still, be in the building. Though. He'll be in the building. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, see, it's gonna see? he's gonna will the boys on. Plus seven with the Bengals. Uh, joining Glenn on Kansas City. John Proctor, John and Little Rock, and uh, Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Kahn are on your side. I'm, I'm 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 sniffing that Andrew Kahn and Jeremy Stecka got together. No, this but week. they're no. I think I'm yeah, just, I mean, no, they're just betting against the public. That's what they're doing. Right. That's all it is. Whatever the public is doing, they're doing the opposite thing. Sunday night football uh, on New Year's Eve. Thank goodness it is not the Ravens and Dolphins. It is uh, Packers at the Vikings, and the Vikings are two point favorites. <sighs> how do you feel anything about either of these teams? Right? Like how do how do you even have like a sense? Who's playing for the Packers? Which are their receivers? Not Watson's- Jair Alexander. Right. We do know Jair Alexander is not playing. And Christian Watson's not playing again, uh, correct? He's got zero projected fantasy points, but he's quite Yeah, sure. he's not expected to play. Wicks is banged up. Going to miss all of Christian Watson. banged up. Though. Dylan's banged up. I still don't know what to do with this. On the other side, it's... Uh, whatever. I- Minnesota. I don't care. I don't know. Fine. I- this is a coin flip for me. Just Minnesota. Yeah, I was on Minnesota all all week, and I was like going back and forth. I was like, for some reason, these rivalry games and divisional games are just weird to me. Um, and Green Bay has gotten up for these type of games, as we saw, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving. I'm going to take Green Bay and pray that some of those receivers that I named that are hurt actually play. Um, Minnesota doesn't, you know, they looked okay last week, but I don't know how much. They have left in the tank. It looks like they, they you know, not going to make the playoffs now. So I'll take the Packers. Uh, I'm all over the Vikings. I mean, the Packers are, are going to miss the playoffs now after this this stupid Jair Alexander stunt. Um, the, you it know, is they, they don't they, they don't deserve. Uh, they're not going to win. I think uh, you know. I think the football gods will reward them with a big loss here uh, to the Vikings on on New Year on New Year's Eve. Uh, so I will take Minnesota along with Glenn. 
Um, on also in Minnesota, Kyle Ottenheimer, John in Little Rock, and Andrew Stecka and Jeremy Connor flipped. Stecka is on the Vikings. Oh. I mean, it must mean that the public is 50 50 on yeah. this one. 50 50, so. yeah. Uh, finally, last game on the slate, it is the Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens, and the ba- the Ravens laying three points against Miami. I I don't feel strongly about it, but it's there's just no I, I you can't bet against the Ravens at the moment. The Ravens is the pick. Yeah, I've gone back and forth in this one, and um, I've landed on the Ravens. I I just without Waddle, um. I said maybe to you, Griff. Without Waddle, and I don't think he plays, um, you know, uh, I just think it's going to limit them. It's going to allow the Ravens to try to take Hill out and let somebody else beat them. It's only three, so maybe it's a pushy-type game one way or the other. But uh, I'll take the Ravens. Man, this is I I don't know I don't know how, if I picked against the Ravens at all this season, but this 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 I it feels like there's just too much going against the Ravens right now. Um, the, the I think there might be something to this short week letdown spot. Um, and man, yeah, I mean they can still win by one or two points. I think that, that, that <laughs> I, I hope that's what happens. But I mean, I it's it's a really tough spot, and the Dolphins are a good team. Griffin's paying money to go to this football game. <laughs> That he expects that the Ravens are going to at best. Win I'm, I'm paying money to go to the football game as well. Yeah, yeah, but you think the Ravens are going to win? You're, you're, you're yeah. Well, yeah. I'm hedge, kind of hedging here a little bit. Yeah, you know? hedging. Yeah. So when they okay, win, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, uh, I'm saving Dr. Nick Kelly from being a lone wolf. Uh, okay. We are the only two Ooh. on the Miami yeah. Dolphins, myself right. and Nick. Wow. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, Ken Zales, uh, I look forward to you shaking down everybody for their money this week. And then after you do that, me feeling very stupid because I lose anyway. But I look forward to it. We should have some fun. You're, with the you're, you're Griff. He's plus fifteen. What do you think, Glenn? Is, so oh, Glenn, I, w- I would bet you in that scenario. Hundred. He's, he's plus fifteen. Plus fifteen. According, I would definitely. You're bet getting you. fifteen points in a fantasy match. Yeah, I'm yeah, taking I definitely. Glenn. No, no. I'm wait. I'm plus fifteen. Yeah. Do you mean I'm minus? I'm the favorite. You're, you're minus 15. Yeah, oh, thank you. I'm like, 10, wait, yeah, I just taking, realized what you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking yeah. 10. I'll take 10 getting points. In. Yeah, and, I would and 100%. If I can get points in a fantasy matchup. Yeah, I, I would definitely that's... take 10 in that spot. Yeah. I would definitely do that. Uh, looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Um, we will talk to you again next Thursday. Appreciate you, bud. Sounds good, man. Talk Ken, to you soon. Ken Zalis with us here on GCR for Picks. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Hmm. I may regret it, but I feel like we should take a break here. I mean, Tommy Davidson's scheduled to call in at the end of the show. I love Tommy. He's one of the funniest men, like, in modern history i love tommy but i don't know if like you know he's doing like yeah, a tour today and so he's running behind there it is there that's see that's why we knew we shouldn't take a break by the way i'm with griffin the packers the thing with jair alexander is way over the top and it feels like there's got to be something else to the story it feels like there's got to be like i i, I don't know what it is i don't know if it's um that like he was unrepentant afterwards, like he was a complete a hole about it. But in no world, as bad as that was, as silly as it was, in no world is it worthy of suspension over. So it just makes me think that like they approach him about it afterwards, and 
he was a, a total a-hole about it, and they were like, all right, dude, we, we got no choice now. Like, if you're not willing to recognize that you can't do that, then we have to penalize you something. Because that alone, again, dumb, stupid, silly, but at the same time, suspension, hurting your team further over it, way over the top, way over the top. All right, the great Tommy Davidson will join us next as we continue along here in a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. A.J. Michaels.com. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Just a reminder, there was no uh, Stay in the Fan shows this week, taking the week off for the holiday, but back in action coming up on Monday when Stan Ross and Luke will get back together to talk baseball with you. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. If you miss it live, you'll be able to watch it later on uh, at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline on 2024, and I think Stan's um, maybe considering a, a bit of a format change for his second show of the week, and once we have that finalized, we'll tell you more of the details about that as well, but no Stan the Fan show this week. All right, um, I feel like there was one other thing that was on my list that I wanted to get to and that we haven't had a chance to get to, and I don't remember what it was. Oh, gosh, it was... Oh, the Kevin Durant thing. Yeah, I don't... As a Suns fan, I'm not really interested in talking about it because it's depressing, but I don't know. It's not. It ain't good. I know that much. It ain't good. And if he is upset, it's kind of hard to blame him. The Suns stink. Now, he kind of knew that was going to be the case after the trade. Like, they had to clear everything out in order to get him and Bradley Beal. They, they weren't going to have anything at that point, so it kind of is what it is. This weekend, uh, obviously lots of ways you can celebrate the new year, and one of those would be really cool. You could be watching one of the great comedians of our time at the Baltimore Comedy Factory all throughout the weekend, including Sunday night, the 10.30 show leading into the new year. Joining us now, man who grew up in Maryland and is back in this neck of the woods, he is the great Tommy Davidson, and he's back with us here on GCR. Tommy, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always a thrill for me to get to chat with you, sir. Thank you for taking the time for us. Oh, man, beautiful words. Uh, uh, our time, comedian of our time. I mean this, too. I, I, look, I don't mean to just kiss your ass the whole time, although, you know, you deserve it. Um, <laughs> like, the fact that we, and, and every time you come to town, you always spend time with us. Like, it, it always, like, pinches me. I was someone who, like, grew up. I was very young watching In Living Color, and I was so mesmerized by what I was watching. It was so different. It was so unique. And I, I do wonder, because I don't know that we've ever really talked about it, how much you knew in those moments that like what you guys were doing was going to be transcendent, was going to stand the test of time. Like People would still be talking about it decades later versus, dude, we were just trying to make a TV show at the time. We weren't thinking about any of that stuff. We knew it was going to be incredible because we all knew each other from the clubs. Yeah. So when we when when they finally scraped the the, the foam off the top and the and the final cast, we looked at each other. This is before Jamie Foxx and um 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 Jennifer Lopez did original cast. We looked at each other and said, "Oh man, we are going to do some really 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 great work." But no one could have predicted that. 27 years ago, we'd be on the phone talking about it like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Dude, I... And then all of us are, are part of... We're a part of entertain, the entertainment society. I... Like, we, we, we have a societal impact on, on, on... 
we just had a societal impact. Correct. What you're speaking to, I think, is obviously the next step of it, right? Which is that, and I, you know, as a as a as a suburban white guy, I can't understand it quite as much. But for so many people, you know, seeing what you guys were doing, seeing a cast that was largely black, that was entertainers that maybe they hadn't the rep it's funny because we talk about this a lot in baltimore with lamar jackson and how much more he means beyond just being a quarterback because of what he's representing and i i feel like that that part of it for you guys extraordinarily significant right that like in a prime spot on television you were representing culture in a way that had never been represented before yeah and what it what what it was was it was it was kind of like splitting the atom um, for, for splitting the societal atom, you know, with, with Jim and Kelly on our show, what happened from, this is only my perception of it. Um, what happened was America really could finally laugh together, hmm. together. Hmm. You know, there was, there was kind of a divide there, you know, um, uh, uh, somewhere in between the, the, the you know, 66 and, and and uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show and the stuff, Andy Griffith and all that stuff. Then here comes um, um, some early black sitcoms with uh, Red Fox and I mean uh, Sanford and Son and Jeffersons, you know, and this thing. So you know, really, we were all laughing at the same things at home, but not together. You, you know? what what terrifies me in what you're saying is that the truth might be that there was a point in entertainment where the joke was being black, right? Like, that that was the punchline, right. is that just make the character right. blacker and then everybody will laugh at it, right? Like, that, right. that that's what you were dealing with. And now it was like, we're changing this. We're, we're introducing right. black comedy to an entire different group of people. Right. And, and obviously what we've seen since then, you know, it, it changed the world in that way. It changed the world in that sense. Yeah. But the thing that I, that I know is that uh, whites uh, breathe, breathe a sigh of relief because they were like, okay, I can laugh at this stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. This is a part of me. Wait a second. I'm a part of this. You know what I mean? Dude. And they wanted the kids to watch it, you know, because we're all on this hip trip, right? Dude. And so it's finally, you know, they didn't have, you know, like, if, 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 um, because I'm half white. You know, I'm, you know, you can't tell unless you look at my, <laughs> on my hand. But, but, you know, you know, you said a suburban white guy. I was, you know, because my family was white, but here I was black, right? Yeah. And, you know, you know, I, I know for a fact, you know, there could be a bunch of black people in the elevator laughing, and a white person could be in the elevator, and wishing you could laugh with them. Yeah. You know, I. You know what I'm saying? I know that. Like, moment I want, well. I want, I want in. Yeah. You know that I want in. I want in on that circle that's over in the corner of of the high school, sitting on the bleachers, fucking rolling. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tommy Davidson. That is this weekend, Baltimore Comedy Factory. That is so tremendous. All right, so I'll, I'll move on from in living color, and I have so much I want to cover with you, but. Um, okay, okay. Just, just give me the the impression. Like, I feel like Michael Jackson would be an easy one. I think everybody loved your hammer. Oh. Like, wh- what was the one for you that you loved doing the most at that time? Probably with Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. And Spike Lee, because they were different. You know, they were they were Sammy Davis Jr. was a superstar. 
you know. And um, Spike was uh, a star in his own right, you know. Sure. And I was, and, and I guess the best one that I, I guess the one that was really my favorite was Sugar Ray Leonard, because I'm from Maryland. Oh yeah. No one ever did it. Yeah. Before. No one ever ever did it before. I defined him. I defined him as a as a classical uh, a part of Americana by doing his impression. That solidified him, you know. That's a great point, right? Like that he was a he was a boxer, but maybe not a pop culture figure in the same way. Right. 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 So when when I was able to do his his uh, impression along with Mike Tyson's and Ali, yeah, you see, yep, what it did was it defined him as, you know, Mount Rushmore, really. That's that's wild to think about. Have you ever had a conversation with him yeah. about that? Oh, oh, oh my God, we became best of friends, but I was doing. I hadn't met him, uh, you know, until then, and I was doing an interview with him uh, in New York City, and I started doing an impression of him right in front of him, right? And he looked at me for one second, man, and I was like, whoa, this guy knocks people out for a little Yeah, he might murder you. He just looked, <laughs> yeah, he, just, he looked at me for a couple of seconds like, you know I can hurt you, right? <laughs> and I felt it, too. And yet... And yet, he was good with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, 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 you know, I'm one of his favorites. That's you know, awesome. I, I got to That's be awesome. a lot of people's favorites. Man. That's awesome, man. That is... That's been the big blessing in my life. I got to be so many people's favorites. I was Luther Vandross's favorite. I'm Luther Vandross's favorite. I'm Patty LaBelle's favorite. Jesus. I'm Kenny G's favorite. Jesus. I'm Michael Jordan's favorite. I'm Magic Johnson's favorite. I'm Stevie Wonder's favorite. I'm, I'm uh, George Lucas's favorite. I'm Slash's favorite. I mean, it's it's just like, can you believe that? That's, dude, I, it's, it's funny, Tommy, because we do, one of our recurring bits on the show is, what's your pinch me moment? Like, what's the, if, you, if whenever we talk to somebody of your stature, someone who's done so many things, has accomplished so much, like, what's the time where you were in a room or you were doing, and you just looked around and you said, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here. Like, what's the, what's the number one? And I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you this before, so... What's the? You, you there just, would be a number one, and there would be a one number one point one. Right, because you yeah. the, the list that you just gave um, me, by the way, like it's hard to separate right. who would be number one. But who's right. what's what's the biggest one for you that you think it of? Where you moments? Okay, two big moments. Um, Stevie Nicks. Okay, <laughs> so I go to see a concert of hers before she goes on tour. You know, so they they do this one concert and they're all ready. You know, okay, we're gonna do this show on the road, right? So it's over at Paramount. Studios in the big studio, you know, because they've been rehearsing this concert. So I go over there. Uh, my publicist says, "You want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah!" So I go, and um, she's like, "After it, she's like, you want to meet her?'" I was like, "Yeah!" So I go into the room where she is, and she goes, "Tommy Davidson." Wow, dude! And she said, "She said you saved my life, dude." And I was like, "Huh?" She said, "I was fat." I was mad at the world. I was going through a breakup. And, and, and um, I put in your specials back-to-back on VCR and got on my treadmill and got myself together. Holy crap. <laughs> laughing the whole way. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a club called Cobbs, in a, a comedy club called Cobbs up in Frisco. And there's this famous uh, music club up the street. So a friend of mine says, Hey, man, Carlos Santana, War, and Tower Power are playing next door. Do you want to come? I was like, yeah. So I went down there, and 
And, um, you know, everybody's uh, at the, after, after the concert, everybody's, you know, I want to meet Carlos, you know what I mean? So we're all in the line downstairs, the cool line, but I'm in the back, like, and the guy sticks his head out and goes, Tommy, Carlos said, just come on, man. And I just come back there. It's the first time meeting him. He goes, man, the movie Bamboozle that you did, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And, and your, 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 your performance in it was like impeccable, bro. God, God that's so like, cool. That's so or cool. Or George Lucas. George Lucas. I'm at the Comedy Fest in Aspen. Nobody's paying me any attention, man. You know, everybody's there, right? And um, I, we, do a, we were doing a symposium for In Living Color. So American Graffiti did this first. The whole cast was there. George was there, right? And um, then they came to ours, right? So I'm, I'm up in my room, and I get a knock on the door from this actress, uh, Troy Bear. And she says, George wants to have lunch with you. I was like, huh? What? Ooh. George Lucas wants to have lunch with you. God. I was like, are you serious? And Chris Albrecht and all the biggie muckety mucks are in the lobby, you know? And I go, man, and we have an hour and a half lunch. And he just he just laid it all out for me, man. He just told me, you know, you just share with me his little secrets, you know? He said, he said, Tommy, to this day, no one has ever said yes any of my projects, I've always had to convince them to do it. Really? And and if they didn't do it, I just did it. Must be. By he the way, Indiana Jones. He said all of them. Must he be nice to be George them. Lucas and just be have a, able to have the power to just say, "I'm just going to go ahead and make it anyway." <laughs> right? Yeah. Yep. That is. Yep. Awful. So it's like, like like those those type of things. You know, for 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 a little boy from Silver Spring, Maryland. Man, that's cool. That's so cool. You know, listening, growing up on AM and FM radio. Whew. You know, wondering what it's like to be the Jackson Five and and, and Grand Funk. You know, man. And, and um, you know, Beatles Clearwater Revival, and you know, you know, watching Jesus Christ Superstar and Hair, having the Hair album, and Sunny and Cher show, and Billy Jack, and uh, 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 the Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, you know, uh, uh, the Poseidon Adventure, Happy Days, you know, Scooby-Doo. I mean, <laughs> this kid, this kid, having that kid, you know? It's awesome. Tommy Davidson. Yeah, man. BaltimoreComedy.com right now to get your tickets for this weekend. Tommy, if I could, and I know we can't keep you all day, can I squeeze two in real quick? Yeah. Show one, I always wondered... I'm a I Booty Call to me is one of my favorite movies of that era, right? <laughs> like I, everybody thinks of the go same ahead, go ahead. I the, hear this. <laughs> the, the same scene yeah. that everybody thinks of in Booty Call is of course the plastic wrap scene, right? Like right. it is the defining scene within what is a it is a fun fun film. It's obviously funny, but it's more just a great time. It you know if you've never seen Booty Call, it's the concept is very simple. Got to get a condom. It's it, like it's a, it's a great. It's just a romp from there is what it is. Right. But right, the plastic right. wrap scene, I did you know immediately like oh okay this is perfect. Did you have any trepidation of people are going to think of me as the guy that wrapped himself up in plastic for the rest of my life? Like when you saw that as you were reading through the script for Booty Call. Yeah, yeah. The director 
held me back for the first two months of that shoot. So we did that, that we did that shoot for four months, right? Okay. So, and he told me at the very beginning, he's, he said, you're going to be losing your mind because Jamie's going to be doing all the comedy stuff, you know, because you're playing the straight. Right. I'm going to hold you back a little bit. But I'm going to let you go halfway through. That was the day he let me go. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I said, and I looked at that saran wrap. I said, I'm going to make this work. Me and this saran wrap are going to, we're going to turn this, we're going to turn this thing out. And I, I actually brought the saran wrap alive. Like it was attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I remember. I absolutely remember. That. Dude, it was. The, and the, I did it right in front of everybody's eyes. There was no edits or nothing. I just. I just had to just get out of control. The the level of physical comedy involved in that and saying, I'm going to make this, I'm going to take what is already, as a premise, was already really good, right? Like, clearly, the premise worked of, what are we going to use? We can't get a, con- okay, well, well, let's see this. And then to take right, it right, at, right. And from, from an 8 to a 13 with the amount of physical comedy involved is I'll never forget it in my life. It's one of those things that every time I watch will continue to give me the exact same amount of joy that I had the first time that I saw it. Man, divisiveness is what we're, what we're, what we're, um, was our power. You know, Keenan um, was a great writer, unbelievable, uh, uh, funny, brilliant guy, but he would leave the divisiveness up to us. Mm. So mm. we can take, you know, we can take and use our imagination and here's, here's, here's another example. E. Odekirk was one of our writers and a great comic and was at the comedy store with all of us, you know, and knows all of us. He directed Ace Ventura 2. Right. So him and Jim come, Jim, him and Jim come to my trailer early in the morning and say, hey, man, and they're laughing their butts off. They're in tears. And this is, we were used to this when we live in color. I'm going, what, 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 what? What do you want me to do? And so they say, can you fit in this bag? <laughs> You know, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna work, Tommy. It's not. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. And they're laughing. It's not gonna work unless you can get it. So I get in it. I, I lean down. You know, kneel down. They close it, and and they said, "Can you stay in that?" I said, "I can stay in that for about ten minutes." They said, "That's all you need." Yeah, man. And they described. Yeah, and they let you out. It, we get yep. it. History, man. Oh, oh, that I, I know History. the exact. Oh, God, that gives me so much joy. Oh, it gives me so and much you, joy. As soon as they open the bag, you I jumped jump, out. Right, you just shot out, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh. You know, it's like we can always add that extra zing. Oh. You know, that's why, you know, that's why I love to hear you saying that we, we, we uh, we're a mainstay because. Our uniqueness was our effort. Yeah, the second, the the level beyond just the writing, the level beyond just right. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. it we was. We went past a Saturday Night Live because we were willing to go. You know, we were like Star Trek Enterprise, man. Oh, all right, and, and then, I don't think anybody has hit that level yet. So I, I asked this because I'm going to try to get out this weekend. I got I've got to work around with the kids, but I'm going to try to get out this weekend. I, I would love to know at this point in your life, I would go just watch you tell stories. Like, if I could just get, you know, I, I would like to just watch you host a podcast. Just tell me stories about everything you've done because hearing you do this right now gives me so much joy. Where is the line for you between I, I know that people want that from me versus but I am still a comic and I've been working clubs my entire life and I want to tell right. jokes and I want to, 
you know, like where is that line at this point in your life? I think it's going to come somewhere between my new music career and and what that show looks like, that live show looks like. Okay. Because I've, I've now I, 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 I ventured into something else, you know. Okay. I authoring, I did my book, you know. And now I'm a new jazz artist. So somewhere with that music and that show, when, 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 when those things mesh, when the comedy and the music mesh, that live show is going to have a dialogue. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. And that, di- that dialogue will be uh, a telling of, it would really be a telling of, of, of us because of my, my experience. I can represent us. When I say us, the U.S., you know? And I'm talking about all of these cultures that came into one, and none of us, none of us, not one, black, Asian, Irish, Jewish, none of us came from a culture where we didn't get a foot in our ass. You know what I mean? Uh, No doubt. No doubt. We all were, we all, we all took a beat down. You know, in one way or the other. So I, I'm here to celebrate the fact that we took the beat down and then we all learned as, as a survival technique to not only get along, but to flourish together. And that's what, that's what is reflected in my comedy. My comedy isn't about shock. 15 years of comedy, the last 15, 10 to 15 years, the, the reaction to a comic wasn't a laugh. It was, ooh. Right. Oh, oh, you went there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's kind of like a shock comedy. Well, those groups, you know, got together like anyone would. They say, hey, man, we don't have to take this. I got fortunate because the reaction to my comedy was, Seems like that should be the idea. It seems like that should be the concept of somebody going out to a club. Like, that's what I should want in my life. Right. And so I kind of felt fish out of water for a while because all these comics were doing this edgy kind of stuff, you know. And um, But I just kept doing what I'm doing because it made me feel good. It didn't make me feel good to to, to, to look at an audience and have them look away from each other. Tommy, no. did, I, Tommy, I, I, I gotta, I can only tell you so many times. It is really a thrill for me that I've been able to have these conversations with you over the years, and um, yeah, thank I, you, I am so appreciative of all the joy that you have brought in my life. Um, truly, truly, man, this thank again, you, man. Thank pl- you. I plug again, BaltimoreComedy.com this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, New Year's Eve, two shows each night. Uh, at Tommy Cat on Twitter, is there anything else I can plug for you, Tommy? Uh, yeah, um, my um, my recent single is called Lausanne, L-A-U-S-A-N-N-E. It's with a guy named Patches, uh, uh, Patches Stewart, who's probably the, the closest to a modern Miles Davis as you can get. And that, that video is now on YouTube. And just check out some of my music. Awesome. You know, go to Apple or Spotify, Tommy Davidson's music. And it's really, really good. And it's another episode. So the real Tommy Cat will take you to everything. Awesome. Of course, the real, uh, 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 the real Tommy Cat will take you to my IG. The Tommy Davidson will take you to everything I'm doing. 
We will um, you know, schedule and, and everything. So we will share all of that as well on our social too for people to check it out. Tommy Davidson, uh, happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you for doing this as always. Very happy, man. Thank you, man. Tommy Davidson. True. Oh, sorry about that. It's okay, Tommy. Thank you so much. It's it's awkward now to go back. Griffin thought he was. Griffin was trying to do the producing bit and cut him off in the process, and then Griffin felt terrible. You you know it's a a living legend that you're cutting off in the process. What a um man. You tell me every day I get to talk to Tommy Davidson for 20 minutes, and and we've had the privilege of doing that before, and. You know, enjoyed it enough that every time he comes back to town, he asks if he can come on. I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, we're not gonna make time for Tommy Davidson. Sorry, Christ. What an icon, man. And um, yeah, go check him out this weekend. Very, very cool. All right, we gotta fly through tidbit and tubular because uh, I gotta. I'm trying to get to the gym before. We're trying to beat traffic down to College Park. Mm. So the plan is to go down there that and have dinner work. down there. No, not a chance. Like an idiot, I said, we could leave at 3 and beat traffic. Traffic starts at 3. Hopes that hopefully a lot of people aren't working, maybe? I'm so. hoping that it will. I, I still think it'll be bad, but maybe not colossally bad. The awkward part would be if we get to College Park by like 4, and then what do we do? Because go to Lido's. Like, well, we're going to go get dinner beforehand. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you not know this? I don't think a lot of people know this. There's a like Chick-fil-A concept restaurant. In oh, college park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what is it called? Little Blue Menu. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it, 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 it's not Chick-fil-A? It's, it's, it is a Chick-fil-A, but it's not a Chick-fil-A. It's, like, hard to explain. Yeah, because my has, sister tells me about it. It has elements. And I'm just like, oh, chick like, I think they have all the Chick-fil-A stuff there, but they also sell other things. So that's where. What do you mean? That's where you're going? I, well, I'd like to try it, and okay. the kids, of course, love Chick-fil-A, so I think that, like, I just want to. But then I, I did have that moment of like, but do I want to order a burger from a Chick-fil-A? Like, is that really something I want to do? Or would mm. I go to this place and just end up ordering? Well, you got to try Yeah, I mean, if you want to, yeah, you got to try it. So we're, we were leaning towards that's what we're going to do because I have not tried it yet. And I like to con- consider myself a connoisseur of all things Chick-fil-A. So try to pull up the menu for the Little Blue Menu. It's called Little Blue Menu. That's what it's called. It's on Route 1. In College Park. I don't know exactly where it is on Route 1. Is it? I think it's past the school. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was on campus. I guess it's like, yeah, okay. No, it's not on oh, campus. Oh, it's right by, it's right across the road. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right, it's yeah. literally right on Route 1. All right, so I'm pulling up the menu right now. Huh. What, what, are you, what are you so fascinated by? I don't know. I just, I didn't realize it was like they, kinda that big of a thing. Like, I, like I just, I just, my sister always oh, it looks it like as a, just Chick-fil-A. It looks like a restaurant. Kind of from the outside, I think. It looks like a, I don't know, an IHOP or something like that. Yeah, like a diner, yeah. So they have wings. Oh, I'm definitely getting the wings. Okay, now I now I remember this place. I haven't, I haven't been there, but yeah, now I remember seeing it. Oh, man. They have smoked and roasted wings. I'm definitely getting some Chick-fil-A wings. <laughs> Imagine going and not getting... Can you bring some back? <sighs> if I remember. You got to text me. I mean, I'm sure I'll be down. I'll be down there soon. You got to text <laughs> if you text me. So here's the deal. I definitely want to try the wings. They also have burgers though. Like do I need to try a burger, a Chick-fil-A burger or is that nothing? Right? Like is that not necessary? No, I think you, I think you try it, yeah. I could try it, but it's no. is it necessary? Yeah, you do. The wings are necessary. That's a that's a that's okay. a necessary thing. I don't see anything else on the menu for dinner. That's dramatically different than anything you could get at a regular Chick Fil A. 
I assume they have the pro- frosted peppermint chip coffee at a regular Chick-fil-A. Shoot, now I want Chick-fil-A. Thanks a lot. No, I mean, th- can you go to, there's a million of them, for God's sakes. Yeah, like, but I can't, I don't want to go to Chick-fil-A every day. Did you go yesterday? No. Okay, well then no problem. <laughs> problem solved. You're not going every day. I don't think there's, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, they have Brussels sprouts. Dang. They have sweet potato tots. They have onion rings. I act like these are things you couldn't just get anywhere else, but it's for some reason. It's they Chick-fil- have food. Yeah, right. Like what a thought. For some reason I'm wilding out about the fact that you can go to a Chick Fil A and get Brussels sprouts. Like you couldn't get better Brussels sprouts, I'm sure, somewhere else. But still, do they have a chicken sandwich there? Yeah, they have all the regular. They have all the regular Chick Fil A stuff, and they have a bunch of other things that they have regular French fries, not like the waffle fries, uh, like string fries. They have True like string, string, yeah, yeah, string fries available at this this. Little Blue Menu Chick-fil-A. Apparently, they have some sauces and seasonings that you can't get. Mm. They have a white barbecue sauce. They have red pepper garlic well, hopefully sauce. All, hopefully all the kids are home so that the, yeah, it's not like a long line. I mean, I guess if you get there for it. Well, we're, we're, yeah, we're trying yeah. to leave early. It's going to be awkward, too, because my father, like, it's one thing if it's just me and the kids, because then I just order a bunch of food and we'd be like, but my father's going to be there. He's going to be looking at me like, what are you doing? Like, why are you ordering just, all just of Just explain it to him. I, just show him this clip. Be like, yeah. It's... I don't know that he'll get that. I still think he'll look at me like, why are you wasting money on these things that you don't even, like... Because it's Chick-fil-A diner or whatever. I just yeah. feel like I, I want to take in the experience yeah. of the Chick-fil-A I don't think you should feel menu. any shame when you order the entire menu. Yeah, the entire menu. Every Wings, one Brussels of, sprouts. It's a 50, 55 pizzas, 55, yeah. you know, doing the whole... 55 onion rings, 55 wings, 55... Yeah. Doing the 55 tacos. Brussels sprouts. They have tacos? I don't see any tacos on the <laughs> list. A lot of interesting stuff. I don't see any tacos. Hang on. Let me pull up. Make sure there's nothing else. They have a, ba- um, a bacon burger. I don't know how I feel about any of these things. You want me to tell you what it's what, what tidbit is brought to you by, I guess? Oh, yeah. Tell me about the- uh, Green Turtle. Yes. While we're talking about Little Blue Menu, I got to remind you about Green Turtle because they are doing something pretty cool right now. If you didn't know, Green Turtle just added live in-person sports betting. Uh, so now every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson in Canton, they're offering you a free $10 bet on whatever you want, probably football. for while, while It's your last night of football. Probably tonight you want to use it on football. But you can use it on whatever you want uh, when you experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, or both, and go pick up your free bet, make some money while enjoying some football and food tonight. Oh, right. Are we doing tidbit now? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I guess, no, I guess, yeah, I guess I jump right into it. Just keep looking at this menu. Um, uh, not a whole lot of uh, uh, interesting facts from last night, uh, but Chris Letang uh, of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh. He, was put, he put himself in some pretty elite company. He had six assists last night for the Penguins. How about that? Um, in a span did you of, see what the Coyotes did last night? Uh, did, they, did they win a game? Came back from down 4 nothing. Wow. To beat the Avalanche. Wow. Yeah, That is a big one. Yeah, the Yotes are back. Man. I, I'm starting to think. That's what the streets are saying. The streets are saying the Yotes are back. They're they're filling up. Uh, they're they're starting to get four thousand people in there. Hey, uh, easy over there. Easy over there, guy. They've actually been selling out the entire time. Yeah, even when yeah, they're terrible, they sell out five thousand seats. Uh, he scored. He, so he all six of his assists came in a span of twenty minutes. Oh, Nineteen that. minutes and thirty three seconds. All six of these assists currently came. the number four seed in the Western Conference. The Coyotes. Coyotes they'll host a playoff, or I guess they'll they'll host four of seven games in a maybe. Well, it's, it's still a long way to go in the season, dude. Crown them. Yeah, right. Uh, no other player in NHL history has had six assists in a span of less than thirty minutes in a game, let alone twenty. The shortest span prior to that I'm was. Not, I'm, they're not the number four seed in the West. <laughs> I, I was totally wrong about that. They're the number. 
They might be the number eight seed in the West. Yeah, it might be better than the Capitals. So they, uh, I think they are better than the Capitals, <laughs> but I think that's about it. Um, the shortest span prior to last night was 30 minutes and 17 sec- seconds. Seven. They're the seventh seed in the West mm. currently. By Wayne Gretzky back in 1980. So uh, solid, yeah, right. solid, solid company there for Chris Letang. Uh, also, the first I saw something recently w- with that goal that Connor Bedard scored that everybody oh, was the, like the lacro- they yeah, the lacrosse goal. and Wayne Gretzky said like I could not have done that. So, mm-hmm. kind of cool. All right, go check out Connor Bedard doing things. I'm, you never so I'm not really paying attention. greatest hockey player ever. Dude, I'm not really paying attention to hockey. I guess got to be honest with um, you. Um, it was also so uh, Marcus Peterson also had four assists last night for for the for the Penguins. First time in NHL history that two defensemen have had four plus assists in the same game. How about that? As teammates or opponents. How about that? Um, since 1995, uh, um, Nakua has now had the second most games of 140 yards receiving as a rookie in his rookie season with four. Um, I want to see if you can name all 10 players that have had multiple 140 yard games. Obviously, I guess we want to get out of here. So name the guy that's had more. Randy Moss. Not Randy Moss. He would be on your top 10 list. Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Both of them have had three had three such games their rookie year. Puka has four. One guy had five since '95. Since '95. Um, how about how about man? Um, uh, Jerry Rice. Not Jerry Rice. He was yeah, he before was, yeah. 1995. What am I doing? Where, where, where uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Not Larry. Fitz. Mike Evans. Not Mike Evans. Anquan Bolden. Not Anquan Bolden. Uh, huh. Is it? It's a wide receiver. Uh, yes, yes. I don't man. Um, how about Calvin Johnson? Not Calvin Johnson. Is there a reason why I should be? Is, is there? Yeah, you should know it. I should know it. Yeah. Great. It, it guide me. He is active. Active. All right. Michael Thomas. Not Michael Thomas. Keenan Allen. Not Keenan Allen. Amari Cooper. Not Amari Odell Cooper. Beckham. Odell Beckham there we Jr. Go. I probably Five yeah. such games right. is My rookie fault. year in 2014. My fault. Uh, Tank Dell has had multiple this season already. That? Justin Jefferson had had two. Uh, Juju had two. And then the, I mean, the reason I want to do the top ten uh, or, or the ten guys that had multiple because Torrey Smith is on this list. Ah. Eddie Royal. Mark Hughes Colston and Michael Clayton. Very cool. All the guys with multiple games of cool. 140. That's the company in Pukunakua is in. Tubular is brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. It is our best of 2023 issue. It's available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farm, celebrating the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. Go get it right now. The best of issue of Press Box. It is our meatiest issue of the year. We are very proud of it. Brandon Hyder, Mo Gabba, Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles, our Team of the Year. Go pick that up today. All right, uh, tonight, Maryland Coppin State. As Maryland plays their final non-conference game of the season. That's at 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Jets-Browns at 8.15 on Amazon Prime. The Joe Flacco Bowl. I guess it would have to involve the Ravens. It would be the Joe Flacco Bowl, but still. One of Joe Fla- one of jo- yeah, big revenge yeah, game. Yeah, big revenge game. ESPN right now, the Fenway Bowl. Throw out all the records. Boston College, a veritable home game against SMU. Then coming up at 2.15, the Pinstripe Bowl, Rutgers in Miami. Followed by the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which is the only interesting one because we have yet to see this edible mascot. Has the internet discovered the edible mascot yet? I don't think so. Everybody was wilding about the stupid trophy. Like The the trophy just had a couple of Pop-Tarts in it. It's not as interesting as you're making it out to be. 
The mascot, I would like to know more about this alleged edible mascot. So let's try to get a little more information on that as quickly as possible. Boy's getting hot in the bowl pick, by the way. So oh, look out, guys. Oh, look out now. You did win your bet yesterday. Yes. Virginia Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Easy. NC State, Kansas State. That's at 545. And the Alamo Bowl tonight, Arizona and Oklahoma at 915. Um, Everything else, Glenn Clark Radio, NBA TV, Pistons, Celtics, 730, Heat Warriors at 10, the USA Network for Brighton and Hove, Albion, and Tottenham Hotspur at 230. Everything else, glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports? There is nothing. By the way, huge letdown. The final season of Letterkenny, six episodes. They've always done oh, short seasons. Maybe that maybe they maybe they'll do something like they'll be like, oh, we're gonna do a, a sit or a twelve B or whatever. No, they, they ended oh, it. They ended it. It ended. It make, like, you, it make you want to say, damn it. <laughs> Saving that. That was the referee in the guaranteed yeah, rate I, bowl. I did love it. I did. It was. It was like, and it was a progressive build from uh, timeout. Was, yeah, because he kept talking. Rice, the announcer was like, okay, then, I can talk now. And then it's their first timeout. The announcer tries to jump back in. It's a 30 second time out. Like he, it went on for like 30 seconds, the entirety of the, and then he realized he was wrong. It was a full time out, and that was his reaction. Damn it! For the entire world to hear, the wild. All right, very good. Thanks to everybody at Press Box, or thanks to all of our guests today. Thanks to Tommy Davidson, thanks to Ken Zalis, thanks to Patrick Stevens, to Ty Felton, and to Sal Palantonio. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God, it's so good. ...tab at Tomorrow, Stan the Fan is in studio with us. Um, Chuck Pagano will join the program. I assume Bo Smolka yes. is back with us. and Stuff and things. Very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Maryland or Coppin State. Duke sucks.